Welcome to an eternity of basketball. We are part of the Globally Ballin Network. You can check out all the other shows on the network, including Who the Heck Are We? Their latest episode, 125, with Jack Zambrano, the Cebu FC goalkeeper. And he's an Ateneo de Cebu alumnus as well. Check it out on their page. Our most trending episodes on YouTube, Atenista, number one, JB Gayoso, all the way down to Nilo Cruz at number 10. Check those out. These new episodes are gaining ground. Which one is your favorite? Keep watching on the YouTube channel of Globally Ballin. And then check out globallyballin.com for original articles, audio, and video projects, the Globally Ballin Network. Catch us live on the Twitter page of Globally Ballin. So we're not just on Facebook and YouTube, we're on Twitter as well. Check that out. Globally Ballin Twitter page. Follow us on social media, link three slash Globally Ballin for easy access to all of that. All right. So here we are again. I'm Charlie Kuna together with Sid Ventura. It's just the two of us today because the other guys are busy with other stuff. So they're with us in spirit. Ang ating episode today is 161, Sid. And uh, uh, we're starting this episode. We'll introduce our guest. Uh, I think the poster that we put on the Facebook page describes him perfectly. You know, he could score buckets. Man, this guy like to score, mm-hmm. like to throw up from all the way out there. Mga curry country, even before Steph yeah. Curry. And, uh, you know, he was uh, obviously made his name uh, with Hinebra. Hinebra Boyan. Barkada ni Dodot yan at uh, very close kay Coach Sani. Na, nag-guest na nga sa show uh, namin actually yeah. in the past for the Usapang Jawa episode and he shared his stories about Coach Jawa. But the most you know, important part of that uh, poster that we made is Philippine Hoops Heartthrob. <laughs> and you'll find out why. We're going to talk about that. He's the heartthrob. They still swoon over him until now when he's there at the arena as one of our broadcasters in, in the PBA. So we'll bring him in right now. Atenista ito, uh, si Vicente. Ben Season. Vince Season is with us. Hey, Vince, man. Welcome to the show. Great morning, and uh, it's wonderful to be with uh, an eternity of basketball. Hey, good to see you again, uh, Chakuna and Sid Ventura. Hey, that rhymes. Yes, sir. <laughs> and you are you are now the main guest, you know, because that you shared your your uh, the spotlight with uh, Dodot and uh, Coach yes. Reno on the Usapang Tito Sunny, uh, Coach Sunny uh, episode way back then, no? a couple of years ago already. But right now, the focus is on you, my friend. And, you know, you, you stateside guy. You know? So you were, you were there in the States, your little kid growing up. Why, why, what made you choose basketball? Was it basketball right away or was it some other sport? Um, well, basketball was number one in our family ever since I was born. In fact, the uh, first basketball game I went to, I couldn't even walk. I was in a crib. Uh, my brother was already in high school. I'm the, I'm the youngest, so my brother was already in high school by the time I was born. So I literally watched my first game when I was probably five, six weeks old. Of course, I don't remember it, but uh, it's sort of been ingrained ever since uh, birth. <laughs> uh, basketball talaga. And I have, again, I'm the youngest of, uh, you know, four boys and, and, and I have two sisters. So, you know, we had some good two-on-two battles in the backyard. And my dad also played uh, a long time ago for, uh, you know, Ateneo de Cagayan, where uh, Father Kuna used to be. Uh, yeah. My dad played Xavier down there. So, yeah. Okay, so basketball, talaga. So you didn't you didn't dabble in other sports. I mean, because you were when you, especially when you're in the states, obviously baseball mm, is on the top baseball, of the list. Yeah. American football, yeah. you know, and, and all of that. Wala, hindi mo sinubukan yun, or, or you sinubukan well, mo rin. Definitely tried. Uh, played other sports. Had a lot of fun with those. Um, I played. I mean, in grammar school, uh, you know, uh, ta- uh, they call it touch football or, or flag right. football. Um, mm. I was a quarterback. I could throw. Um, 
I tried softball. I wasn't so good. I ended up getting hit in the head too many times. So I said, this is not my sport. Um, and then high school, I actually did something different. I went distance running. I, I, I wanted to try um, cross country. And I still feel that was a big edge for me um, in uh, my playing career because it was there that I found out the true meaning of pain, <laughs> of not, uh, not knowing uh, where to give up because, you know, in, in running, you know, when you think there's a finish line, the finish line is not yet there. It's still another mile or two or a kilometer or two away. So, yeah, and I, I really felt it helped me in my basketball career, especially in the second half. If you notice throughout my whole career, I was always kind of a second half guy because when the other guys get tired, I just keep going. So, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, okay, so yeah. The distance running can, can yeah. help with that. I guess it. Yeah, your brothers, elder brothers, Vince. What positions did they play? Like you, a shooting guard, or did uh, you get any post-up players in your family? Uh, well, my brothers talk a good game. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, my, my, my oldest brother is the only one who actually played on a team. Uh, he played high school. He could have probably gone off for college, but um, really wanted to focus on his studies. He's an orthopedic surgeon now. Uh, but he was a point guard, um, more a point guard than shooting guard. He, um, my other brother, um, he was the one I actually played the most with. Uh, he's a lawyer now. Um, he just likes to go to the park and beat up on people. So I learned how to have that rugged kind of lifestyle <laughs> early on. Uh, my other brother, uh, who was pretty darn good, but he actually hurt his knee uh, pretty badly. And this is like early 80s. So not the best, you know, uh, treatment back then for his type of injury. So. He kind of gave it up and uh, stuck to golf. <laughs> that, that must have been really competitive. Uh, you know, four guys, four brothers going to one, two all the time. Uh, um, you know, back, you know, I was the youngest. I mean, my oldest brother's 15 years older than me. Then my second is 14 years older than me. And then my other one's five years older than me. So, Chepre, uh, I'm the youngest. <laughs> I'm the lightest. I'm the one they push around all the time. So, they would bully me the whole game, but you know, I had to learn how to either get tough or quit. So I don't know how many times I ended up crying and running to my mom, but I'm sure a lot. You know, again, they were did, much did, did you end up as the biggest brother, or are they as big or bigger than you? No. Yeah, I, I, I grew the tallest. Um, okay. uh, I, I always like to tell my parents, you know, you really kept trying until you reached perfection. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> Actually, I say thank you because I probably would have quit after having the first no, just kidding. Um, no, seriously, um, we, we had a lot of fun in the backyard, um, you know, especially. Um, but, you know, I, I ended up being the most, I guess you could say, focused on the sport. Um, you know, when I went in, I went in 100 percent. And, you know, I never really looked back as far as those things go. I mean, I, there was a point where I almost quit. And I'm sure we'll talk about that later. But, you know, that was that was probably my low time. But it was that was my decision time as well. When did basketball really start for you as not a recreational thing, but as, as a serious thing already? When was your formal, was it in Matter Day? Was it in high school already? Was it later on in college? Even prior. Um, actually, my very first coach um, when I was in elementary, when I was in uh, you know, grade school, um, was my brother. Uh, he did this as he was in between uh, finishing uh, medical school. And, uh, you know, he had like a year to do his uh, internship and all that stuff. So... He had some time, so he ended up coaching us. I think he just wanted to put it on his resume as well. So, he'll, of course, he'll take all the credit. Um, but I still have the pictures of him wearing his corduroy jacket, which he'll never forget. Anyways, um, yeah, so um, he was probably my first coach. And 
Uh, I started elementary. That was kind of like the most, I guess you could say, formal. Uh, and then we played a few tournaments. I, I, I just got hooked. I mean, I loved playing the sport um, early on. And, uh, you know, especially where we were in Orange County, Grabe, the, the competition mm -hmm. was amazing. What, what posters did you have in your bedroom uh, oh. of players? Of players, yeah. Of players. Well, growing up, I had, of course, Magic. Uh, Magic was my idol. He was the yeah. reason why. I, and the fact I told him that, I looked like such a fanboy when I met Magic Johnson. But uh, Magic was there. And, uh, of course, Kareem. Uh, you know, those two were the, really the one-two punch. And I had another uh, kind of obscure picture of Michael Cooper. <laughs> uh, okay. I'll tell you more about it. But, uh, <laughs> Obviously, a Lakers guy, Sid. You know, I know yeah. Sid's a Celtics guy, Vince. You know, kalaban natin si Sid at si Noel. But ganun talaga. It's all good, you know. I, basketball really starts you yeah. off. But, so, so yun yung mga idol mo. Did you have any idea about the PBA back then? I did. Uh, just because my tito uh, would always tell me about it. Um, you know, I have a... You know, my dad's... You know, the one who migrated, I guess you could say, to the U.S. But all his brothers and sisters... Brother and sisters were still in uh, Davao or Cagandoro. So, I had so many um, uh, connections or in Manila, I should say. So they would, my uncle especially was, was the basketball guy. He was the one who would sort of take me when he'd come to LA and say, hey, let's go. Uh, I have tickets. Let's go watch the Lakers. I'm like, okay, <laughs> of course I'm not going to say no. <laughs> so we'd go watch. And that was his, uh, that was his treat. Um, again, again, this was the old days. This is, uh, you know, you really couldn't watch the NBA, not like now. I mean, it was like Betamax and uh, VHS. That's mm -hmm. pretty much all we had. So, right, right. Um, but he, along those rides, especially, he would tell me, you know, about basketball, and he'd say how big it is. And I, of course, I couldn't believe it at first, um, but he would definitely tell me. And then my dad, of course, uh, having played, uh, would tell me about how big the crowds were and how you know into it. It's the number one sport uh, here. How old were you when you first came to the Philippines? Did you come to visit when you were younger? Yeah. Um, basically, I think I was eight the first time. Um, it was right before my sister's wedding because she had the, she got her wedding dress made here. It was made of piña. So she wanted to have it done in the Philippines and bring it back. And You know, even though they got married in the States, everybody wore barongs and all of that stuff. So oh, nice. that that's cool. cool. That's cool. Yeah. So, you know, we, we never lost our, our Filipino side of things. Um, you know, my, my parents really inculcated uh, first the Filipino values and uh, family togetherness and all of that. So that was the first time. But when I would come, it was never in Manila. Like if I'd go come on a month trip uh, or five-week trip, it's like maybe one or two days in Manila and the rest in Davao. So I, I knew Davao so much better than I knew uh, Manila. That's why Manila was a little bit of a culture shock, especially going straight <laughs> into Guatemala. Yeah. But of course, during those times, you know, there's no such thing as us now. You know, high school players are being recruited already to play, especially the Filipino Americans, Filipino foreigners. You know, schools want them from the high school level. Back then, hindi pa ganon. So there was no, there were no plans for you to come over to play basketball, right? At that time, wala zero pa yan, di ba? Well, okay, because our house was situated. Um, I called it the Hezon Hotel. Because uh, um, all the relatives said, hey, um, hey see Pepito, Nandan, sa Orange County, Malapas, LA, okay, Libring uh, lodging. <laughs> so I ended up spending so many uh, weeks on, on the couch because in Lapit Kamisa, Disneyland, we're near to the airport, mga 30 minutes, um, we're near Knott's Berry Farm, um, okay. Movie Land, nice. Wax, the beach is only 20 minutes away. 
I mean, everything's closed. Universal Studios is about 40. So, like, they looked at it as uh, a little bit of the, Plus, it was a nice way to, you know, uh, you know, bond with them. So, um, yeah, they, they would always just sort of come and go. And, uh, you know, that's really where I learned a lot about uh, what's what's happening here, both in Manila or, or Davao. Mm-hmm. Well, take us through that. Uh, you know, obviously, we want to talk about your, your high school career and how, how things progressed into a, a university or a college career there in the States before moving to the Philippines. But in a nutshell, I mean, how was that? How did that go? I mean, you're playing against all these Americans. Obviously, medyo vertically challenged. Ka. Malit ka, kumpara sa kanila, di ba? These guys can yeah. jump out of the gym. So how did you compete? Okay, well, I just tried my best, number one. I mean, having the, I guess you could say, sort of athleticism of, you know, being a Filipino and, uh, you know, running around like I did in the cross-country team helped me a lot. But what really changed things for me as far as coming here was I, it was like the beginning of my second year or sophomore year in the U.S. Um, an uncle of mine, like I always said, where the he's on hotel, came over and he heard that the son of Pepito is playing basketball. And he was a sort of big time, uh, well, not sort of, he's really a big time Ateneo alumni. So he came to watch and he, right there, he brought some VHS tapes of uh, Ateneo versus uh UE and Ateneo versus LaSalle and all these things. He's like, oh, you're interested. Uh, maybe. Because hey, I'd be, you know, I, third generation, actually, because my grandfather also went to Ateneo. So I said, okay, I'll, I'll keep it in mind. I'll think about it. And that's where it kind of started the road, uh, at least the mindset for me to come back. Because mm-hmm. I said, hey, why not? Because, um, you know, maybe. I mean, I want to follow in my dad's footsteps. My dad, because he was big on Jesuit education. All of my brothers and sisters went to Loyola Marymount here. My dad went to Ateneo. Okay. So he, he loved the Jesuits. So I told him, I said, Dad, maybe I can go to Ateneo and, and at least I won't spend as much as your other kids uh, <laughs> on college tuition. <laughs> so, uh, that's kind of where it started, I guess, sophomore year. Um, it kind of progressed. Um, I started to play much better. Um, you know, again, I was not a great guard at all. In fact, I was playing small and power forward my first uh, three years two and a half years i guess you say in in modern day um it was only later that i had to realize oh man i'm not tall enough to go against these big guys especially when you get to the varsity level the the, the forwards there are six 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 seven mm-hmm. here i am six two <laughs> at the time I was like five eleven six foot so i was still growing so yeah um that that's kind of where it really happened for me is sophomore year. Um, then I started to improve and I, and I learned how to, you know, just go against bigger guys. That's why um, having that sort of big man's mindset, it, it still followed me all the way up to the end of my career. Um, because when I had to block out, I knew how to block out because I was a power forward for my first two years in high school. So, yeah. mm-hmm. Did you play against anyone who became a star later on at that stage, high school? College, oh, yeah. 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 Lots. I mean, where do you want to go with that? Uh, so see, rattle, rattle off some names for us. Uh, Sean Rooks, uh, oh, Chris okay. Mills, uh, JD Green, uh, Derek Anderson. I mean, mm, it was, nice. um, you know, later on, it, it was like the who's who of like Don McLean, played for UCLA, yeah. Cool uh-huh. Richardson, uh, wow, okay. DC Ogman. <laughs> Uh, you know, nice. I mean, Andame. There were so many guys, um, so many influences. Uh, Scotty, um, um, sorry, 
Thompson, the guy from Syracuse. The, I want to say Scotty Thompson. But it's not <laughs> yeah. Is it the same? Uh, uh, Sean, Ro- I mean, Dami, there's so many. And, and uh, you know, you get to see their, their skills. And you know what I, I always notice about these guys? They're no different um, than most, you know, basketball players. But they just do something really, really well. You know, either they're very efficient in shooting or very efficient in playmaking. Um, but there's nothing really flash about most of those guys who ended up going to the NBA. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, since we're reminiscing already, we're going into your playing days. I think it's about time that we enter mm-hmm. our segment, which we call the Time Capsule. And the Time Capsule is a segment brought to us by Fitbit. Fitbit helps everyone in the world to get healthier from counting your steps to giving personalized insights on your heart rate and sleep patterns. Log your exercise and access great tools and content on the Fitbit Premium, all on the Fitbit platform. Check out the line of products on Fitbit.com. Feel the power of Fitbit. Okay, let's enter. These are the slides that Sid prepared. Uh, yep. Vince, Parasayo. There were so many. There you go. <laughs> okay. look, at that. look at that child. Wow. There it is. Cross-country. Yeah. That's when I can run. <laughs> okay, just to let you guys know, um, we were generally doing around 60 to 70-mile weeks. So we were kind of averaging around 10 to 13, 14 miles, not kilometers. Yeah, yeah. So our warm-up was usually about a two-and-a-half-mile run to this one park. That's the warm-up. And then we would stretch at the park. And then we do our, you know, different drills or things that we were doing around the park or around the area. And then we had to run back to the school um, to, uh, you know, to finish. That was our warm down. So that was a lot of interesting times. Um, I'll tell you, I could run all day. I wasn't the fastest on the team, obviously, but um, I ended up did going varsity for just a bit. And uh, I'll, I'll just stick with that. I, I wasn't a good varsity player runner, but at least I made it. Wow. Somebody says you look yeah. like James Reed. Of course, James Reed's got nothing on Vince Hazel. What the heck? You would see like just skin and bones. <laughs> That's kind of all I was. Did you see? You have an admirer uh, who commented. Uh, I don't know if you yeah. know it. Yeah. Yeah. Who is this? Yeah. You see that on yeah. the screen? <laughs> yeah. Number one fan, lady. I guess, right? Yeah. Actually, since we're doing time capsule, I have one for you guys later, but we'll, we'll, we'll go to that later. Yeah. Yeah, Vince. I just want to ask you: during your time there in Orange County, were the uh, Filipino leagues already big, and uh, nah. did you participate in, in them? No, nah. because they're, they're, now they're, they're, they're really, really, really big. Not, yeah. not not like they are now. There's so many, and they're so mm-hmm. like organized. Before, they were kind of like they kanya kanya. They get together. They go to mm-hmm. Long Beach or Carson or somewhere in LA, and those were generally about 30, 40 minutes away. You know, at this time, I didn't have a car, so it was kind of hard to, you know get there i wasn't driving yet so um yeah and, um i i stayed with just basically playing with my high school and my school teams um okay and then it looked like a sort of nearby park that had a lot of players especially on weekends that's kind of where i stuck it ah okay okay what's the next one? Oh. oh well, there's a comment from your college seatmate okay she's so grateful because you wrote a note for her lola when the Lola was uh, was ill. Well, Ria, hello, Ria. How are you? What's up, classmate? I have uh, some I have some very good classmates. I have some funny classmates too, but well, that's another story. Did, yeah, they, did they show their Did they show their, their their answers to you when you needed them? No, 
I can't tell those you. Those aren't cool classmates if they don't do that. Classmate of mine. I actually got kicked out of a class once because of my crazy seatmate. Because uh, this is the time. Sorry, I'm going back. I know I'm old school. Yeah, yeah, go. Beepers. I had a beeper, right? And our teacher had this rule: no, no beepers in class. So if he goes, if you're gonna bring it, turn it off or put it on silent. So I brought mine to class, but I had it on silent. And you know, you know, before you had your books on the side. I reached down to get some books out of my bag, and my seatmate reached over and put my the thing not on silent, my beeper not on silent. Oh, so I had no God. idea. So I was sitting there the whole class, and all of a sudden, right in the middle of the class, I'm like, oh, <laughs> and the teacher's writing on the board, and all of a sudden, he just stops. He goes, what is that electronic noise? <laughs> I was like, oh, no. Did You're dead. You Electronic device out. I'll see you next time. I'm like, oh, and I look at him. Like, you did it right. He's like, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Funny dude. Why would he do that? Why would he do yeah. that? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Must have been so jealous funny. of you. Yeah. No. I, 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 I told you guys would really laugh, but anyways. That's, that's uh, nuts, man. It's enough to make you fight with your seatmate. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. What's the next guys, people are talking about I know people are talking about showbiz stuff when when on in the comment section, you know. So really basketball and showbiz are so intertwined, but I guess yeah, we're the same thing. Yeah. Sorry, this is the poggy photo. We start with that, but we move on. Let's look, let's look at the next photo in the lineup. Right, action shots now. So this is what you're saying. So you played just just okay. Before we go to Ateneo. On your Wikipedia page, there's a bunch of schools that you went to before you finally decided to go to Ateneo. There's a listing, okay? There's uh, there's uh, Cypress College, then there's Boise State, Biola. What happened there? I mean, you know, it's year to year. You were transferring from here to there. Let, let us know. Perfect. I, I love it. So finally, I can clear the air on this. Um, yeah. Okay, so out of coming out of high school, uh, especially going from my junior to my senior season, I had a few schools looking at me like division two, um, one division one, but mostly were more division two schools um, for scholarship. So, and, and I kept those, you know, open and I hadn't make a, made a decision. And there was Ateneo as well, who was offering to have a, a scholarship. So I, I kind of kept my options open there. But when I got to my senior year, um, you know, things just panned out in a certain way. I just said, okay, fine. I'm going to go to Ateneo. I want to go to Ateneo. And I made my intentions known to my uncle. And in fact, I asked for a ticket and all that stuff. And, you know, everything was being fixed. So when I graduated from um, high school, modern day, you, you, you graduate in, in May, in the end of May. And here you start, orient, they call it ORSAM, Orientation Seminar Saturday, mm -hmm. first week of June. So I literally had a week to get my derriere from, you know, one side of the ocean to the other. So... You know, I, I did the normal thing. I graduated, all that stuff. And then I went to a, a graduation party and all that stuff. And I had uh, just a few days. Um, but when I woke up after the, the that, that weekend, it was a Saturday, I was so sick. I just felt terrible. I had a really high fever. Sunday worse. Like, it was super bad. And I'm like, what is going on? Um, Sunday, I woke up with a very severe case of chickenpox. And... Man. I was scheduled to leave 72 hours from then. And when you have chicken pox, number one, they 
won't let you on the plane because you're highly contagious. Um, and, you know, it just wasn't a good situation. I'll just leave it at that. So uh, I had no plan B at that point because I kind of didn't even apply to other schools because I said Ateneo was it. But now I can't go to Ateneo because if I go, it'll have to be after a month, month and a half, you know, after all of those things have gone away. And I'll look terrible, feel terrible, starting in a new, um, you know, atmosphere and all that stuff, Manila. So I just said, it's not going to happen. So God had a plan. So um, I looked around the schools, the local, uh, they call them JUCOs or junior colleges mm -hmm. around. Mm -hmm. um, and I looked at a bunch of the ones. I went to five or six of them. But there was one particular school that I just fell in love with right off the bat. It's called Cypress College. Um, why? Because the coach that we had, um, and I just started talking to him. I was like, this guy is so nice. He's so, um, uh, you know, humble and all of that stuff. You know what I found out? He was the very first All-American under John Wooden at UCLA. His okay. name is Don Johnson. Not the actor. Don Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> He'd been, he'd been at Cyprus for decades, and he discovered talents. Uh, I'm sure you know these guys, Swen Nader and Mark Eaton. Uh, uh -huh. Mark Eaton ended up being the you know, NBA Defensive Player of the Year. So when we'd go to these sort of open runs during the summer, I mean, he would bring some of the Utah Jazz guys. So there was like Bobby Hansen and some others. We were having open runs. I'm like, wow, this is so cool. I, and that was the time like, I thought I would, had to be a shooting guard. So I really started to focus on my shooting. And I'll never forget, Mark Eaton blocked one of my three-point shots while he was still in the middle of the key. <laughs> he was so high. On top of the yeah. What do you do? I mean, again, different level. So, um, so that's how I sort of ended up going to Cyprus because I just felt um, it was a good fit. It wasn't far from my house. Um, and, uh, the facilities were amazing. And I totally tell people, I mean, if you have a chance to, to go to Cyprus, go, I think we have, uh, is it, uh, David, uh, Burrell? Um, he's playing, um, David Burrell, yeah. Yeah. He's, really, yeah. He's, a, he's a Cyprus guy. So he was tripping out cause he's like, he's like, oh my gosh, you're on the, the hall of fame wall. And I'm like, yeah, I was an MVP once upon a time back in, back in Cyprus. <laughs> <laughs> Cyprus happened. So, and when I started to do really well at Cyprus, that was a time that I really started to hit the weights and all that stuff. And I, I really started to improve. Um, that's when the bigger schools started to come in. So I had, um, I had, I think it was about 17 or 18 different division one offers and mm -hmm. a bunch of D2s and NAIs and all these things. So took some recruiting trips, ended up taking one to, uh, you know, all division ones, uh, except for one, one, one division two. Um, but I, I just, when I went to Boise, uh, it just it just sounded so nice. I mean, number one, they had my favorite colors, blue and orange. I love blue and orange. So that's what their uniforms were. Um, I was going to take over a spot left by a, uh, a guy who was going to go probably eventually to the NBA. His name's Chris Childs. You ever heard of him? Mm -hmm. Of course. Yeah. Knicks. Knicks, yeah. So I would have been the year after Chris. Uh, in fact, I had his locker after he left. So anyway, I couldn't fill up his shoes. But what, what happened? <laughs> Was and the reason why, really, I left is um, there was a what we call a Western Swing where we played against a bunch of schools along the West Coast. So in six days we were going to play like three teams: um, uh, University of San Francisco, um, St. Mary's, and Pepperdine. 
So we were going to do the whole West Coast thing. So um, when I left Boise, it was, uh, it was Fahrenheit. It was 50 degrees. This is um, December 19th. Okay? okay. But I had to be back in Boise on the 25th because we had a Christmas tournament in Boise. When I got back, it went from 50 degrees above zero to 25 degrees below zero in six days. <laughs> I don't like this place anymore. I'm a, I'm a <laughs> boy, tropics boy. I, I don't like snow so much. So, um, you know, when I got there, I couldn't find my car. I didn't know how to live in the snow. Uh, my, everything's white. <laughs> it was just like just snow everywhere. The pipes were frozen in our dorm. I couldn't even take a shower. So I was like miserable. So I ended up calling my uncle again. And I said, Tito, um, what's the weather in Manila right now? You know, it's about 85. It's wonderful. I'm like, hey, <laughs> Manila. So, so, yeah. So, anyways, um, made the transition um, back to L.A. first. And then I played for Biola, um, which mm -hmm. stands for Bible Institute of Los Angeles. Um, they were also a school that was very interested in me. And the coach was an alumni of Cyprus. So, mm -hmm. he said, hey, why don't you play with us first? Anyways, you're... you're um, Playing years won't really be so affected, and we had a very good team. Um, we had um, uh, we were ranked number four in the U.S. Uh, we had uh, one guy, two guys who ended up going pro aside from me. Uh, one was in Yugoslavia, another one I think in I want to say Sweden or Germany. Um, mm -hmm. Anyway, so they, they were they were, we had a pretty darn good team, um, and then finally I said, okay, I'm gonna pull the plug. Now, the original intent of coming to the Ateneo was the junior college years of Cypress College were not supposed to count. That's what they told me. So I was supposed right. to have another three years of, you know, left to play. Well, um, my favorite, I won't say what school, but my favorite green school made a <laughs> after I started to play well in my first year. So uh, that's why anyway, I know I'm fast forwarding a little bit. That's why I ended up going pro. Uh, at uh -huh. least at draft in 94. I wasn't planning on it. I was planning on doing uh -huh. it in like 96 or whatever. But anyways, that's, that's how... <laughs> yeah, so you were, you were one of the original one and dones, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess for you, <laughs> but I went there, I took my residency and I did all that stuff too because I couldn't just play right away. So the residency year was um, was fun because, you know, that's where I got to know, um, especially, um, you know, Goda Jaworski. We were there together. We basically lived near each other, so uh, we were, you know, in practice and, and taking rides together back and forth uh, pretty much all the time. Yeah. It was tough when you went to Ateneo. Uh, those weren't obviously the Ateneo glory days. That was La Salle FU. When you got to the campus, yeah. La Salle FU, USD, those were the dominant teams. Mm. Ateneo had won championships late 80s, but then, you know, some players had gone and this and that. They looked at you as some sort of savior, Vince. You came in, scored 40 points your first game, and you were just gunning it from everywhere. You obviously had the the greenest green light any player could ever have to put it up, you know, and, and yeah. then you had some teammates who were, who were, can you just go through some of your teammates at that time, just for everyone's consumption? Oh, wow. Well, everybody knows um, the tandem of uh, he's on Tixon. I mean, Richie Tixon yes. was, um, yeah. The, uh, yeah, the Melvin yeah. touch. Galing. He was so, so quick and uh, man, he could really shoot. But uh, I used to always joke with him. I'm like, hey, Richie, why don't you go right? <laughs> Even when you go right, you finish left. So I, I started to sing it. Um, I think it was, um, who was the singer? 80s. I said, you have no right. Anyways. Uh, I used to <laughs> Phil Collins. Phil, Phil Collins, Collins, man. man. 
I mean, he, he would, I mean, we would learn a lot from each other. I, I learned about his grit and man, that quickness he had was pretty remarkable. So, he, you know, I, I just, um, you know, feel that, you know, if we had a center, we would have been a really, really amazing team. I mean, we had a good guy, you know, Paolo Cidro, but we didn't have a dominating to go against like Espino or, or Limpur yeah. or anything like that. So anyways, um, let's see, my teammates, I had Dodot, of course, Jaworski, uh, Vince Santos, who's actually a, a football guy now. He's one of yeah, the heads yeah. of MVPSF for for, right, for right. soccer, and, and he's he one of the guys who, who he's one of the guys who played UAP basketball and football. Yes, and he hates yes. when I say soccer, so I'll just say soccer again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm Americans. <laughs> Americans say soccer, not football. Uh, anyway, no, I, I, he's a good guy. Um, Sebastian uh, Laxon, one uh, yeah. um, with the Avoidus group now, he's doing really well. Um, right. Yeah, so uh, uh, were you teammates like, with uh, coach? Uh, sorry, Vince, were you teammates also with coach Gabby Sev? Yes, Gabby. Uh, he says I'm the reason why he didn't take any shots his whole senior year because <laughs> I took them all. I'm trying to remember who else were there. Wait, was, was, was Mike Singh with you? No, oh, no, no. See, that's yeah, I, yeah. I give Mike and Gabby Kui a lot of, a lot of hell. You guys, if we had a center, we, we had two good guards, we didn't have a Established no, inside yeah. game, so we were pretty easy to go at. But uh, yeah, um, gosh, Dami, uh, Mark yeah. Molina. Uh, yeah, Mark. Huh? Yeah, Mark was there. Mark uh, I remember. We were just with him a couple uh, of days ago. Uh -huh. Yeah, I bumped into him last Wednesday, Renata. But yeah, yeah, when you came over, nine, your so your residency year was was yeah. uh, ninety two, right? Your yeah. residency year. So it was still Coach Chot. But yes. then when you played ninety three, because Shot went on to Pure Foods, uh, Coney Island. Uh, Baby Delupan took over yes. for his yes. last coaching stint. Did you already have an idea how legendary Baby Delupan was before he took over? And were you excited to be playing yeah. for him? Yeah, well, especially because um, you know Dodot's on my team, so he's like, "Oh my gosh, we're getting Baby. Uh, he's uh, he's an icon. He's uh, really one of the, the best ever, and uh, he's so humble and nice. And we're gonna learn a lot." So. Um, yeah, so I was pretty excited. Uh, I was kind of in this with Chot because I was like, every time I'm trying to play for you, you leave me, and that happened <laughs> twice because he also drafted me to play uh, um, what do you call this? It's a PBL for Burger King, Burger Machine, and then he left that too. So I'm like, <laughs> oh, I'm seeing these names: Juni Rentosa, of course. Right, but, and the uh, other three. No, this is correct. Huh? John, John was your yes. center as well, right? John was a center. On right, correct. Hefty Lefty, before there was and a Sandy, yeah. everybody calls him Sandy because they don't want to say his last name. Right? Yeah. It's, hard. it's too hard. Yes. <laughs> Even me, I, I've been, you know, I've known him for like 30 years. I still can't say it right. <laughs> <laughs> Sandy A. Everyone calls him Sandy A. Sandy yeah. A. Sandy A. And Red Kamwa. Back then, I knew Sandy was headed for great things because he's one of those most, he's just so focused on, on he loves basketball. Loves, I mean, wants to know every aspect of it. He's so like uber focused on uh, even the smallest details. I mean, I played my whole life, I don't know half the stuff he knows. So, well, I can't name who, who's guarding you on the left uh, picture, number 10, but the, the name is blurred. Yeah. But on the right, that guy's from La Salle, that's Juno Sauler. Juno, yeah, it's Coach Juno. Oh, that's, yeah. yeah, that's Sauler. And uh, this is uh, Roy Lateral, I think. Oh, okay, uh, Adamson, yes. Yes, from Adam. Might be, it might be, yeah. But it's, so that's Juno Sauler. So we're still yeah. around. They're still around the PBA, both Vince and Juno. The, the 
dark years of Ateneo because they don't obviously turn on the lights when we play just for the court. <laughs> it is a dark, it is a dark stadium, actually. Loyola gym's pretty dark. Right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, the, the BBA, yeah. <laughs> UAP still played its games there. Well, I remember uh, Ateneo finished, uh, I think, fourth this season because it was the UST sweep, right? Uh, yeah. 93, no one could beat them. But the last game of the season, uh, there was a doubleheader, Araneta. I think maybe this is it. And if, the first game was Ateneo Lasal. The second game was USD Adamson. If USD beat Adamson, then they would be the champions. But you guys were the opening act. I think that's the first time that's ever happened in UAP history where Ateneo Lasal was uh, not the opening. main event. Yeah, it was just an opening. You guys beat Lasal and you dunked the ball. I remember that. I was watching courtside. That was the last basket. Yes. Of the game, I, I, my memory phased me on that one. I don't remember that. <laughs> oh, you, you don't remember that? Yeah, you did. You dunked the ball, and the, the Ateneo crowd just you know went crazy because not only did you beat Ateneo, ah, uh, Lasal, you yeah. you finished the game that way. So yeah, yeah but you I know, do remember that. It, it, it's kind of funny how the Ateneo alumni remember things because um, I told them I said you know what you know I I was sorry that we didn't have a better season. I was hoping they're like it's okay. We finally beat the green guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Four years. It's been, uh, it's been a while. So they were so happy about that. But yeah, They you know, know what's important, man. Yeah, well, in, in that respect, especially <laughs> those guys. My dad, my dad warned me. He said, you know, Ingat, because Ateneo Lasal is a big deal. And like back in the days, I mean, it wasn't, uh, you know, high, high. It was like they'll bring weapons <laughs> practically to the games. <laughs> And uh, you know, it was it was something like if you had a sticker of uh, rival school on your car, they'll kick your car or something like that. Yeah, so yeah. But people tend to that. forget that. Uh, so Ateneo, you played, and, and then everybody remembers you jumping to the PBA. But you had a short, successful mm. stint with the PBL. It was it PBL yeah. or still PABL at the time? Yeah, it was already PBL, PBL already because. Yeah. Because your team, as you mentioned, you mentioned Burger Machine, the Chicken Masters. Yeah. You know that's their name, the, the Burger Machine, Chicken Masters. So there's been a lot of chicken going on, yeah. and this is one photo of the the Chicken Masters. Because you you think about Burger Machine, you don't think about chicken, but they were the Chicken Masters, and this is a champion team. Mang Tom is mm. in that picture. Look at Mang Tom Urbano right. on the right uh, in the front. Yeah. And so just to go through this lineup, uh, we have well, is this the one with Durem? This is Durem this year. Yes. Yes. Okay. yes. Yeah. Yeah, Duremdes, Wilmer Ong, Vince Hizon, Jun Marzan, Mike Mustre, Richie Tixon, Edmund Reyes, Matt Makalintal, Long David, Billy Reyes, Oliver Agapito, Elmer Lago, and Ronnie Kanding, and Boise Samar. That's right. Not That's Boise right. State, but Boise Samar. Boise. <laughs> That's a good time. Yeah, and uh, diba? Coach, Coach Perry yes. Ronquillo. Lahat niya nag-PBA. Yeah, and, and, like wow, I said. I can imagine that. And our Lahat, coach was... Ha? Perry Ronquillo was our coach, so it was a good time. Oh. But they um, coached like PBA, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, and our ball boy right there, number one, Ace. That's our boy. Yeah, he was cool. Nice guy. So, yeah, we had a lot of fun. Um, we didn't have, like, you know, too much of an inside presence. But, man, we just ran past everybody. And, uh, you know, that Kenneth was amazing. He was the MVP of the season that year. Uh, and, uh, you know, I just kind of came off the bench. I was kind of the rookie, but... My game kind of came alive during the playoffs because they're like, okay, his guy won't shoot. I'm like, suckers, <laughs> leave me open. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> yeah, and you had some guys who could set some pretty mean screens on this yeah, team. Like, you know? yeah, yeah, like Wilmer, Agapito. Yeah. Agapito. Edmund Reyes, yeah. 
Edmond Reyes, yeah. No one can move Edmond Reyes. Taong bato, di ba? Yeah. He still looks like a bodybuilder. I mean, even like this. <laughs> grabbing. See, Edmond's so strong. Yeah, and if I can get a double pick off of Edmund and, and Wilmer, that's that's I'm wide open. <laughs> There's nobody's yeah, gonna yeah, get around. That's, that's that's a sure yeah, thing already. It, I I think the next photo is like, also a burger yeah. machine, right? The next, let's look no, at the next no, photo. No, this, I think it's not. This only oh, this one. is the one. From, yeah, okay, uh, okay. I was gonna say this also looks like you know UAP All Stars from 1993. You have Elmer Lago from La Salle, yeah. and then Edmund Reyes, of course, from UST, and then right. David from FEU, and then of course you and Richie from from Ateneo, and then. Course, Kenneth from Adamson, right? So, all of the you know the top teams that year were well represented. This team is pretty star-studded. And people yeah. forget, uh, you know, people talk about Chot Reyes all the time. He's still in the limelight. June Reyes was a big star back then. Uh, he's in the state, but that's Billy Reyes. Kapatidrenilayan, the guy in the middle, in the front, played for USD in, in mm, college yeah. and uh, went to the PBA. Played for Pure Foods uh, for a bit. Yeah, so, we were together. That's, See Billy, he's the, he's the tallest. He's the tallest Reyes brother. Yeah, best <laughs> looking. Okay, so I, 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 I don't know. Coach, coach Chuck might have something. Just kidding, no. Billy's a good guy. Who did you play in the finals? Do you remember who you played in the finals here? I want to. It's either Nikon or InstaFood. Yata, one of those. Okay, uh, maybe one of our uh, viewers can remember. And who were you matched up with? Do you remember who were you guarding in the finals? Who was guarding you? Not my. I, I really. I didn't get a lot of playing time, so I just kind of came in and wherever I got open, I shot the ball. So uh, <laughs> it was, it was nice. You, you look at the guards. I mean, most of the teams I've done well, I have had good guards who set me up. And there you have, you know, Richie. You got Matt Macalenta. You got Billy. You got Boise. I mean, and and Kenneth is is known for you know hitting the open guy too. So again, when you have uh, that kind of separation, okay, okay. That, you just need that space, and I can do my thing. Solid yung team na to. Ang tindi nito. Yeah, yeah. I even forgot about this uh, and just rediscovered it when I was researching for Vincent. When I saw the I line, have, what the heck? I still have this jersey, by the way. I never, I'm never going to get rid of this one. All right. So at least you keep those. A lot of our, our, our guests have lost or given them away. So at least you keep, you keep the even burger machine. Hey, you want to go to Time Capsule again just for a second? Because I got a question. And I'll, I'll give... I'll give one Hinebra jersey. Oh. Whoever. Oh, gets, who knows this shirt? And where was I wearing this shirt? Why is this shirt famous? Can you can you uh, move closer to the camera, Vince, so that uh, yeah, they can see? Right. Okay, guys. <laughs> First one to answer in the comments. Who knows that shirt? Where did he wear it? Where and when did he wear that shirt? We'll get a Hinebra jersey from Vince wow. Season. We'll just get Let's your go, details guys. later. So he can lala yeah. move it to you. There you go. <laughs> or grab it to you. Okay, guys, whoever. Bahala na kayo, huh? that, that's it, huh? So you're you're playing for, for PBA PBL burger machine. By this time, are you decided that you're going to the PBA already? Um, actually, no. <clears throat> like I said, okay. um, it was during this time that um, Father Holger, who was the athletic director of the Ateneo, uh, came to me and he said, you know, Vince, we came with the idea of you playing three years for the UAP. But, uh, you know, again, there's been a complaint about your two years you spent at Cypress College saying those should count. And I said, Father, you tell me what to do because, you know, I just, I don't want to, you know, drag the school through anything. And he goes, yeah, well, that might happen. And he mentioned a certain reporter might start talking. I won't say his name either, but <laughs> so I start saying things. So 
He goes, just go to the PBA. And if it works out good, he goes, from what I've heard, you're ready for it anyways. Um, and if it doesn't work out, just come back and finish your school here. So that was kind of when I decided it's time to enter my name in the draft. So honestly, from there, um, my uh, mindset was who wants me, right? Because <laughs> I'm like, I hadn't talked to any team. So I talked to all the teams. I talked to Santa Lucia. I talked to Coach Chad, who was with Pure Foods at the time. Uh, I talked to uh, some guys from Shell. And I talked to Coach Jaworski. Again, out of all the teams, everyone said, including Chad, uh, you know, you're not ready. You need more exposure, experience, cha 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 It was only Coach Jaworski who said, okay, I'm going to get you. I'll get you the first pick of the second round because he had the number one pick that year. I said, okay. So at least I had the confidence going into the draft. You know, someone's interested in me and I have a chance, right? That's all I really wanted was a shot. But lo and behold, uh, Coach Trot on game day or, sorry, draft day says, guess what? Um, last pick of the first round, Vince like, What? You said you didn't want me. <laughs> okay, so it all worked out. It all worked out. Apparently, yeah, he did. He did yeah. want you, know. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's just put up that photo again, Carla, the, the burger machine photo. Before we move on to the next one, just to let everyone remember that, yeah, he did play for the burger machine, Chicken Masters, and they won a championship. So, the champion, that's a short, short stint, yet you win a championship. And now let's yeah. move on to the next one. We got as, lots uh, of because... burgers after that. <laughs> there you go. That's draft day, my friend. Uh, there you're there with your, your new teammates, two of the greatest ever, and then of course. Peter Naron, who I thought would be mm -hmm. one of the greatest. You know, he was so good. This guy was so good. Peter Pan, man, he was amazing. Lefty, so shifty. He, If he would have developed an outside shot, he would have been really one of the greats. He was just super contented in going 5, 10, 15 feet in. If he would have had something a little bit longer, man, there was I could have stopped. Guarding him, for me, was kind of like guarding Verhel. You know, when he's coming at you, he's so shifty. He can go either direction. Galing talaga si Pedro, my uh, boy. I'm also the yeah. Nino, uh, his daughter, oh. Zara. Oh, really? <laughs> Galing, yeah. Galing, he was really good. Tall and Yeah, he was. Really... Wait, so the, yeah. uh, there's there's a winner. There's a winner for your question, Mr. Ben Season. The first one was Mr. AC. Dumantai. AC, yeah. yes. That is correct. That's correct. the one. Oh, so, in. AC. We need your details, my friend. Send them in our send inbox them. on our Facebook page so yeah. I can tell Vince where to send the Hinebrana yes. jersey. Yes. Okay, Anywhere. So that's correct. Because if you live in like Saudi Arabia, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll send it to a relative here and then they can send it to you, right? <laughs> Later on. All right. Anyway, see, and then, yeah, of course, they said that you played against InstaFood. It was InstaFood. That was your it was opponent. Insta. Yeah, I was right. I was right. One of the two. Okay, good. Nice. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah, this was a big day. And, um, you know, I got to meet, uh, I actually had already met Jerry, um, but I, it's the first time to meet uh, Alvin. So, it was a big day for me. Um, a lot of things were happening. And, uh, MVP na si ano dyan, eh, si Alvin. Eh. Yeah, and, MVP. And, and, I remember, MVP. and I remember when I was drafted, I looked over at the Hanebra table, and uh, it was um, Coach Sani and uh, Bird Navarro, and they were kind of looking at each other like, now what? This was supposed to be our pick next. <laughs> <laughs> But they ended up picking Homer Ong, which actually, again, it worked out really well. Because after a year, I ended up going there anyway. So, Wilmer was a yeah. vital cog, the Ongster. Yeah. yeah. So, right, right. Yeah. He knew so what, what was your What was your first practice at Pure Foods like, uh, Vince? 
first practice. Well, first of all, they, they, didn't, they didn't let us practice, you know, because, um, you know, they're big on training and all that stuff. So they ended up sending us to um, uh, the, uh, uh, this? the the club, club Filipino you know, in uh, Greenhouse. Yes, and they had, Filipino, us, yeah. they had us doing like water exercises and all that stuff. And I'd never really done all that stuff. So I was kind of like, what are we doing? I thought we're on a basketball team here. <laughs> but yeah, they, they love to do the alternative stuff. I mean, they were all sort of cutting edge. You know, Griff has always been like that. So we did all of that, um, you know, water training. And then we went to Reyes Gym in practice. So it was cool, though. I mean, uh, I really learned a lot. I mean, it was a little bit of a culture shock because it's just there's just so much happening. You know, when you go from just being a simple college guy, all of a sudden, boom, you're thrust into, you know, not just the PBA, but, you know, you know, one of the, you know, darling teams. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, of course. That time, uh, you know, the dynamic uh, tandem of uh, Jerry and Alvin. So, you know, and Alvin who just crazy gets all of the, you know, the hype, <laughs> obviously. I mean, every time you go anywhere, it's like, wow. <laughs> it's like, as a rock star. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it was fun. But, um, yeah, again, the first practice, it was light. But, uh, you know, Coach Chach is sort of getting to know us. And we had a bunch of scrimmages. It wasn't really too difficult. You you were you're in Pure Foods uh, all of a sudden, and and uh, you're only there for a short while, a year. Uh, but who were like, who became your your buddies on that on that team? Oh, I, actually, all of them. I mean, I didn't really have any enemies on the team that I know of, except maybe one of the <laughs> in our practice. So I never. Anyway, um, but yeah, I was I was cool with everybody. I mean, we had a solid squad. We had Olson Rosella and yep, yep. Mm. Ray Vanalista. I mean, we were darn good. Bonger fan. Yeah. I'd say I was probably the closest to two guys. It'd probably Bong and uh, and uh, Frankie Lim because uh, okay. we are in our very first trip. Um, well, so yeah, I, I used to always mess with Frank because he was like you know sort of the elder statesman of the right. team. And, and I was going to ask how that happened. Yeah, why why the why the older guy? Why was <laughs> yeah. he your buddy? Well, we did say we're going to spill the beans, so I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, I, I used to mess with Frank because okay, this is. 94, right? So I walk into the gym and I'm one of those crazy guys that wearing a Walkman. You guys don't even have Walkmans anymore, but back then it was a Walkman. So Frank came over to me. He said, hey, Rook, what are you listening to? And I said, um, uh, you probably won't like it. He's like, what is it? I, I said, it's rap music. And he made some comment about, you know, all you kids today, that's not music, that's noise, stuff like that. So... <laughs> My brain just, it, it was me, Bong, and Frank right there. And my brain just said, ah, okay, let's go. Hey, Frank, um, when you joined the PBA, um, which Beatles song was number one? <laughs> <laughs> so from then on, it's our sort of inside joke, but I'm letting it out on Eternity of Basketball. Uh, we, we started to call Frank Ringo. Okay. Really? Okay. Okay. I passed me the ball. And he just looked at me like, You're such a jerk. <laughs> he didn't punch you, Coach Frankie? Uh, Come on. Actually, actually, um, it was Bong. Somebody Bong. He's going to get you. But, you know, that's, we just had a lot of fun. And, you know, we were all competitors. He's not one to back down. And I'm sure he's going to do it. But aside from aside from Frankie, you had a couple more veteran veterans there. You had Abby King on that team, right? And and Manny Victorino was there too, right? For a bit. Yeah, 
yeah, yeah. They were in their sort of, you know, twilight in a sense. Yeah. But uh, again, we had fun with them. I, I just had fun watching them because they would battle each other. I mean, because they were fighting for playing time, you know, against like Jerry and, 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 you know, and Alvin. So not a lot of time to be left. But those two would really go at it in practice and, and you know, they would make them chow even after the game in practice as well. So <laughs> I just, you know, I'm just the fly on the wall watching them. Like, so this is how it's done when you get a little bit older. And you were reunited with Richie Tixon. Yeah. Yeah, again, it was it was a fun time. We had Richie. I always wanted to play with Olsen. I finally did. He was, And he uh -huh. should have saw those battles. Olsen and Richie going at it for playing time as well. I mean, there was a lot of things happening at the same time. Ray really emerged. Vanilista. I mean, yeah. he was really yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that. That yeah, that Purefoods team was really loaded. '94, he also won a title that year. Mm -hmm. But my question to you, and I asked, we asked this of all of our guests, is: Sinong nagwelcome sa yo sa PBA? <laughs> my first game, you mean? Yeah, well, your that, first hit. That, your first hit. Who uh, you know said, okay, welcome who to knocked PBA. you down welcome. first, man? Yeah. Oh, that's easy. That destroyer, <laughs> Rudy. <laughs> Rudy D. So exactly. this is pure food Ginebra, right? Pure food Ginebra. Yeah. No, it's Swift Nea. Ah, Swift Nea. Swift Nea. Sunkiss, actually. He was Sunkiss. Sun yeah. Correct, correct, correct. Yeah, yeah. But, in fact, I, I told him about this a couple years ago. He doesn't even remember it. But for me, it was like, <laughs> it was this morning. I still remember. Um, when we played against Sunkiss, uh, it was at Cuneta. Uh, and um, these guys were warning me, Ingat, you know, he's going to play a little, you know, do a little something. So watch yourself. I go, okay. So I had that sort of watch myself mentality going into the game. And I'll never forget the first time we got put on an island, and it was one-on-one. -on -one. He made a move and went baseline. And in one movement, I still up to now don't know how he did it, ended up going up, getting the foul off of me, making the shot, and kicking me in the unmentionables. <laughs> and I was called for the foul. <laughs> I, I just got out. Kling to ah. I got the What a guy. What a guy. And he got the, the dig in. Grab it. And I asked yeah, him about it. Like, oh, of course. Oh. He probably didn't remember that you're just like one of many that he uh, yeah, yeah, used, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. used that move on. But, but then it hurt. I suppose it hurt. Of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Two octaves. I was sounding like Mickey Mouse already. So. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a great distritus. Of course, you're not gonna remember. Come on, man. There's, no way. No way. He'd remember something simple like that. No. no. Like I said, <laughs> me, I, I could tell you like everything about it. I it's one of those uh, uh, life changing moments. <laughs> I guess you could say. <laughs> What's the next photo uh, you know, in our slide? So, okay, here. Here you are in action. Coney Island ice cream, a deeper reason for Vince Hezon. Wow. I wonder what that's about. Yeah. You remember I, this? Getting on the cover, getting interviewed for Sports, sports Weekly. Sports Weekly, yeah. Sports the, premier mag, the premier yeah. sports magazine back in the day. Right. Yeah, that was good. So, yeah, and so, yeah, that was a good time. This was kind of right after... Um, coming back from our Guam trip, which I did really well. Because like right after we were drafted, we were all sent to Guam for like a sort of pocket mini tournament thing. 
think it was Shell, Alaska, um, Pure Foods, and Santa Lucia who went. So, you know, four teams. Anyways, uh, did well, and then I had this interview, and I think, you know, they were asking me a lot of like uh, philosophical questions. <laughs> uh, I just came from Ateneo, so my philosophy was kind of up there. But um, yeah, so it was more like, you know, why why do you want to play? And I said, you know, for me, this is just fulfillment of a dream. And, you know, I just want to see where it takes me. And uh, I think that's kind of the reason why they made that. Uh, aside from it kind of rhyming, recent for yeah. a season. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's a you really changed cool your jersey guy. number to twenty-five. You were number four back in Ateneo. I don't know what you yes. wore back before that when you were in, in the states. Is there a reason for twenty-five? No, <laughs> not at all. Okay. Um, uh, never was twenty-five before, and uh, I wanted twelve to be honest. But uh, Glenn Capasho had it, right. so I couldn't displace the vet. Uh, the number one defensive guy in our team. I wasn't going to kick him off his number. Even if I wanted to, I couldn't. So I had to switch for him. <laughs> uh, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. I think Which, I remember somebody yeah. said four as well. So I just kind of found my own number. Yeah, when you were in college, of course, you were a knockdown shooter. You had that very quick release. But how much of an adjustment did you have to make when you got to the PBA and you know the defenders were really in your face and they let the referees let them do a lot more uh, physically? Uh, I actually liked it. I, I liked the, the adjustment. Um, at first, obviously, you're overwhelmed because the TVs and the crowd and all that stuff. And that usually takes a conference or two to kind of overcome. But, you know, as time goes by, you kind of settle into things. Um, you know, you just kind of go back to what you've learned. And I was always kind of a guy who likes to shoot, you know, you know off the kickout. That was kind of like my thing. Um, not really much off the dribble. So I, I would just go with the flow. And it just worked out really well for me. Um, the proof was actually, so, you know, throw down to Jerry or Alvin, automatic double team comes, right? So somebody's open. And that's where I kind of did my thing. Um, when I got to Hinebra, I had to learn how to do it more off the dribble, um, especially my first year and until Marlu came. And uh, that that's kind of where we... Um, I did much better, obviously. When, when uh, you know, they have a mismatch um, inside, I, I usually um, do much better. So that's uh, my thing. Um, I, I, le- I think I, I kind of started to improve more towards my second, third year more than my first. First, it was mm-hmm. just the adjustment. Right, right. Okay. What's the next photo, Carla? Carla. So this is what happened. Uh, You're one year in Pure Food. It's a glamour team, lots of fans. But then you transfer. You actually traded, right, Vince? You were traded uh, to Hineb. For Nonoy Chotika. For Nonoy. Nonoy and a second pick, which Uh I guess ended up being uh, 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 Reyes uh, from USD. Um, Edmund. 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 Edmund Reyes. Ended up being Edmund and Nonoy. But... Again, it was, it was a sort of tumultuous time. Uh, Inebra, when I got there, was you know, kind of having some problem getting some Ws. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, it was, right. was kind of like the, the down years. But I, you know, I, I kind of look at it like this. I, you know, if I was a surfer, I caught the wave as it was starting to take off. And yeah. I rode it the whole way. So that was really fun. Um, you know, we already had, you know, um, Noli Luxin. We had a pretty solid inside. And, Correct. 
Vidal, who was doing his thing, Rancho. Um, but, you know, it's just a couple missing pieces and, um, you know, good, good fun. Got to play. Right. No, but I just want to, I want to ask about the anatomy of a trade like that. I mean, were you informed prior that, hey, Vince, we're shipping you to, to Ginebra? How did that transpire? Uh, uh, secret. <laughs> <laughs> I was still best friends with Dodot, right? So they would ask me, hey, what's happening with you? You're right? Dodot hadn't yet joined the PBA. He was still in the Ateneo. So he, you know, we'd still see each other a lot. So he goes, my dad's asking, what's happening with you? How come they're not playing you? <laughs> I'm like, why? Your dad doesn't play me more? He goes, maybe. <laughs> so... <laughs> Anyways, but you know, I, I what I wanted to do was be professional about it. So I finished my, you know, my contract, of course, uh, with Pure Foods. You know, I made sure that uh, I did my best, and we ended up winning a championship with Kenny Redfield. So that That's was right. a lot of fun, and uh, I, I gradually improved as time went on, and I got used to the 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 strength, the physicality, the speed of the professional game. But when my contract was up, I, I didn't. I never really had an agent at that point. You know, I said, I'm listening. <laughs> you guys got something to say. So uh, I waited till Pure Foods actually gave me an offer. And then I then I said, Dot, let me talk to your dad. So then that's that's when it happened. So he's the one after that sort of took the cardinals and he, he called Pure Foods or his people did. I don't know if it was him or directly. Okay, okay. So that's how it kind of started. Um, made sure that, uh, you know, it's done right. And, uh, you know, apparently Pure Foods was asking for a lot. Um, from what coach told me, he gave them a list of players that they could sort of choose from for me. And he said, everybody except Pido Horencho, who was the team captain at that time. And he said, when Pure Foods went back initially, they wanted Pido Horencho. <laughs> so he's okay. like, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that was him back, back in those days. So yeah, it was, it was fun. Um, and I was just so happy to, you know, be given sort of the reins were taken off. I could run, you know what I mean? I could, I was, mm-hmm. I was free to do a lot of things. And I'm not saying I was good. I had to learn a lot, especially. It's a lot of responsibility as well, right? So uh-huh. uh, a lot of learning, a lot of maturing that I had to do early, early on. I'm looking at the form of the jump shot. Uh, we had an Ateneo picture earlier. Same jump shot Same. as well, yeah. and, you know. Right, so you got that form yeah. down right. Of course, on the right side, there, there you are. Joe, Joe is saying something to you. I think it's it's a bit of advice. I don't think he's cursing you out on display, but uh, you already shared with us during the Usapang Jawo episode uh, a lot of stories about Coach Sani. But now that you're finally with him, you've transferred from Pure Foods, um, and he's there. He's in your face every day. Uh, did the relationship change because he was your Tito Sani before? I mean, because he's He's a yeah. dad of your buddy. All of a sudden, now he's the coach, and you, you know, did that change? How are the the, the the dynamics between the two of you? No, in fact, I think it it it, it deepened because he kind of always acted like a father figure to not just me but to everybody around him. So, okay. I mean, if you ask anybody when they say Hinebra, it's like the family, right? I mean, he's like that guy, and all of us are like brothers and sisters and whatever to each other. Everybody involved in the team, so. It's really a family atmosphere. And when I got to play for him, I mean, he would do it in a, you know, I call it an NSD way, nurturing, uh, self, 
you know, you actualize, he, he pushes you to reach your potential. Uh, and, you know, because of that, you're determined to do whatever he wants. And, and because he, I've always said this, because he invests so much time into everybody, like he's not like, like some pro coaches, they couldn't care less what you do outside of the basketball court. I, I won't say who, but there's some, they, they don't want to know. They don't, they don't care what your family doing, what your, what your business like or anything else. But coach was always asking, like it, it, some people even sort of make a little joke out of it because they know it's coming. They'll always ask, oh, how's your family? And he's really sincere about it, right? I mean, oh, come on, family. Okay, oh, how's your dad? And he remembers stuff. How's your dad? How's your mom? He remembers those things. Okay, how is that thing? You know, so he invests, you know, effort and time to, to get to know and to understand everybody. And so when it came time where he's asking something from us, like, guys, you got to give your best effort. It was just so natural because, you know, he invested that time into us. The least we could do is go to war for him. Yeah, and that's what we did. And that's why I think we really reached, you know, uh, higher than most people expected because, you know, you know, we overachieved. Because, again, he, in all of his big championships, he didn't have exactly all the name players, mm. right? I mean, he right. really made the best out of what he had. And uh, that's, I think a lot of it is because, you know, just like in this picture, he, he'll talk to you and say, you can do it. He gives you, he make, I mean, this is a living legend telling you what you should do. I mean, you got to listen, right? <laughs> you got to, you know, if he believes in you, why don't you believe in yourself? You know what I mean? So he right, would always right, right. put you in that direction. Vince, you go. No, you mentioned this on the Osabang Jawa episode. Uh, you said you were lucky to have uh, played with Alvin Patrimonio and then Sonny Jaworski because uh, you learned firsthand how to deal with fans, right? Uh, because you know, both of them are like really magnets for fans, right? But I, I imagine, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I imagine the level for fandom for uh, Coach Sonny was just on another level. Wow. Wow. If I thought Alvin was huge, <laughs> I mean, it's just like going from the penthouse to the rooftop. You know what I mean? It's like, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do that. I mean, I mean, coach just had such an amazing following and we're, I mean, we're talking all walks of life. It didn't matter. And, and, you know, coaches had this magnetism and, and this way of um, getting people to all think that they're the only one in the room. You know, he just talks to, he'll talk to anybody. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're, the richest guy in the room or the poorest, he'll, you know, he'll really make an effort. So, I mean, that was really the charisma that uh, Coach uh, Jaworski brought. And, you know, I learned so much, my goodness, and especially about the effort uh, that you, you know, have to, you know, have to have, especially if you're with him uh, and, and on one of his teams. I mean, because he realized, and, you know, the fans are, really what makes the, the, the team and uh, you know you have to make time for them and, and make that effort if they're gonna take you know a bus or a train or a tricycle and all these things just to come see us the least we could do is reciprocate and give them the time and uh, you know sign whatever they want to sign and take pictures of whatever you know that's that's the that's something I'll definitely remember about coach we still see that now you, you, you do talk to the fans until now Vince when we're at the, the Coliseum or the arena for the games, but I'm going to get ahead of, of, of this so because, okay, we're talking about Jaworski. Granted, he's the most popular player. There's no doubt about that. Malayo, di ba? 
But for you, Vince, you know, until now you're still covering the games. Who's the best PBA player? Best in terms yeah, of what? <laughs> the best. You mean, who's the best? Who for you? Who's the greatest PBA player from from the time you started watching till now? Best. Well, local, not imports. <laughs> you can hear us with an import too later I'll, on. I'll still say coach for the effect on the fans. Mm -hmm. Probably mm -hmm. the effect on the fans was different. I mean, if you look at it now, I mean, he hasn't been coaching in since 99 right mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, the, yeah. the whole nsd thing is still there i mean i was at the game the other day uh you know at the philippine arena with the 54 you know thousand almost 55,000 people and they're still talking about hinebra nsd and he's the guy who started it all. so i mean if you talk about effect on the league definitely the best uh coach jaworski Skill-wise, I mean, there were some different things. Uh, different guys had different skills. I could name, I mean, guys, honorable mention. I mean, I'd go by every position if you want. I mean, I'd probably have to throw in like a June Mar and a Johnny A and a, you know, a Baldovin and a Verhel and so many other guys. No, I mean, at, at, their, at their different positions, they were all mm -hmm. extremely, extremely good. Of course, Alvin is right up there too and uh, Ramon Fernandez, but You know, when it when it comes to for me the, the greatest effect on the league, definitely coach. No question. Yeah. Okay, what's the what's the next photo? I think it's the last photo for this half of time capsule. Let's show it. Yeah, you're winning. You this is probably after the 1997 uh championship, no, that you guys won. You said you you overachieved you know, because of your desire mm -hmm. to to help and, and to to please coach Shani. And then you did win this. Um a fan was asking earlier if we could have a photo of you blocking Dean Dopomarin's shot. In game five, we could not find a photo yeah, of that. But can you take us through that, Vince? What was going on? I mean, this guy's the fastest guy in the league. He gets the ball. How are you? I mean, you said you ran back then, but you weren't a sprinter. How did you get there? Okay. So um, that, I think we're up by one at that point. Um, and the play was designed um, inbounds and um, half court. And long story short, I... I messed up. <laughs> I really <laughs> screwed up. I bobbled the ball. And uh, Dindo stole it. And he was going in for the W. Because I think we were only up by one. And there was still like three or four seconds to go or something. So my mind automatically switched. I'm in so much trouble if they beat us <laughs> because I turned the ball over. <laughs> so I said to myself, you better do something. And, you know, I always talk about this. I do a lot of public speaking. I said, for me, that was my moment of truth. Because I could have either like, sat down on the ground and said, what an idiot I am, and just cried. Or make the decision to do something about it. And that's what I did. So I just went down. I mean, it was, I call it a leap of faith. I literally, it's the highest and the farthest I've ever jumped. I think <laughs> in the life. Because the adrenaline just hit. And I took off. If you look at the pictures, the, go through the video. I think I have it somewhere, but. I, I took off from about the bottom of the circle and I hit my elbow on, on uh, the backboard. So I was up there. I don't know exactly how high, but I was up there and uh, just caught it the last second. And yeah. And I had a really bad fall coming down, but again, it all started because I messed up. I turned the darn ball over <laughs> like, Oh man. I, I can't let down my, my 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 team. I can't let down my coach. So I got to do something. So that's how it. That's that's kind of really where my mind was. 
So there you are celebrating with the rest of the guys, Bal David, I see Harencho, uh, who's the big fellow on the left? Is that Benny Cheng? Ito. It's on the, the left. left. Benny Cheng, yeah. yeah. Special Benny time. Benny Cheng Marlu at the back. And of course, the fans storming the court again. Still no difference. I mean, they got to keep uh, the crowd out of the, <laughs> out of the court, man. It gets crazy there afterwards. But, you know, you guys, you bask in that, the Hinebra uh, players. Love that. The other night as well in Philippine Arena, it was a bit of the same. Yeah. Okay. So that yeah. So that that's a championship. You win. So an, an a team that's not supposed to be winning wins a championship. So at least there you go. You have your second championship as a PBA player on your second team, um, and then you play a couple of more years with with Hinebra. Right? So yeah. so that takes us to our that takes us to our, our mid our mid term mid term break on our time capsule, Carla. Just to remind everyone that. Uh, yeah, we're part of the Globally Balling Network. Next Man Up is one of the shows on the network. Check it that out with uh, Jago and Jello. And, uh, well, Jago, of course, is back uh, on, in the PBA. So I don't know if he can still host that. Maybe he can find time at night. But watch Next Man Up on the Globally Balling Network. Okay, what's next? Okay, watch and listen to us on Spotify. Send us some love. Rate us on Spotify with a five-star rating, please. Five stars, please, for AEOB. And then... Become an AOB podcast monthly supporter for $4.99 or 250 pesos, and we will recognize you on our future episodes. This is on Spotify, guys. And then Globally Balling Southeast Asia Facebook page. Follow that. All the little tidbits of all the shows on the network. We will have that. Uh, we'll be showing that on the Globally Balling Southeast Asia Facebook page. Okay. Let's get back to the action. Sid Ventura has abandoned us for a bit. Just a quick break for him, but Natin yung time capsule, Carla. No? Of course, second half of time capsule still brought to us by Fitbit. Feel the power. And uh, Fitbit, of course, uh, does more than just you know tell you how many steps you've taken in a certain day. You can. Uh, it helps everyone in the world get healthier from counting your steps to giving personalized insights on your heart rate and sleep patterns. Log your exercise and access great tools and content on the Fitbit Premium. All on Fitbit platform. Check out their line of products on Fitbit.com. Okay, first photo of the second half. This is you, and this is 1997. Who would have thunk it that uh, there you are amongst the other four who made it to the mythical team of 1997? You're the first team. You're one of the best. You're top five, Mr. Hezon, in the PBA with these greats, Asaitono, Patrimonio. Marlo Aquino, Johnny Abarrientos, they are among the 40th, uh, 40 greatest already. Uh, and there you are, right with them. How did that feel? I'm part of the 400 greatest. <laughs> <That's good>. <laughs> <laughs> How did it feel? Uh, felt amazing. Um, obviously, kind of unexpected at first. Um, but then I realized, I mean, we really had a good year. And I did personally very, I mean, I exceeded my expectations. So... Again, the team was doing well. I was personally having a sort of a career, you know, breakout time. And, uh, you know, again, all the pieces just fit. Uh, you know, I had uh, really great teammates and I could rely on them to give me the ball when I needed it. And they knew I'd get them in the ball. You know, I, at uh, the shooting guard, I actually, if you can look back, I average more assists than our point guards, which means I'm distributing. So I really felt I was helping the team in a lot of ways. Still had some obvious things to work on. My defense was never great, but uh, I'm still working on it. So, yeah. <laughs> well, one, one thing I noticed is that uh, I, I, I forgot that they were actually called the Pure Foods Carne Norte. Carne Norte. Yeah. 
Beefies. I forgot about the beefies. No, it says Cardinal Norte beefies is what they were called. So, Nine, wow. Yeah. yeah, it was the first time I, well, I, I, I forgot about that. So, yeah, but you're with yeah, the Yeah, it used to be, I think before this, it was corned beef cowboys. And, you know, the coaching yeah, staff yeah. were wearing these vests, right? Yep, yep, uh, yep. During games. Yeah, they, uh, <laughs> probably didn't with the with the checkered shirts, right? With the yeah, with the checkered shirts. So yeah, they wanted to look like cowboys. So I guess cool and the cool and the yung cowboy yeah, hat talaga. Is this, a peak? They, yeah. is this the peak of your of your PBA career? Was this the uh, yeah, peak or, for you? Definitely. The pinnacle. First of all, I'm glad they didn't dress up dress us up to look like pigs, like boars. So <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, um, yeah, definitely. This is the time I I, I really took off. I mean, the star was just way high, and I, I didn't realize how big it got. Um, you know, I all these surveys were coming in, all these things were happening, and uh, I was getting offers to do so many other things like TV shows and sure advertisements and all this other stuff. So I was just like, wow! And I, it's a great time. I, I'm not gonna deny it. I mean, uh, like everything just came together. I mean, it was like. Like biblical, <laughs> like everything consolidated and uh, all of the seas parted and everything, and everything was just it was just amazing during that time. Did you ever do movies? Offered, TV but never. Shows, uh, you never did. Okay. During that time, yeah. I was offered. Um, could have been a regal baby, but yeah. I said, uh, I was yeah, there was a. I, I still, in fact, I was going through some papers. I found a the concept paper. It was a love triangle with. Uh, Rufa Gutierrez and somebody else, and they were offering me a million bucks to do it. And I said, nah, not going to happen. <laughs> no, if you tell me to do it. No, it's going to happen. I'm sure they were, they were bugging you like anything, constantly. Yeah. To be but on, I, on the TV and... I just wanted to focus. But uh, recently, I've done a, a couple. I've been made some cameos uh, for yeah. some Christian-based movies. Uh, but uh, that's pretty much it. There's some good times. Um, yeah, yeah. And then, of course, you're doing product endorsements and all of that yeah. now, but... During that time, no, I, I wasn't artsy, I guess you could say. In in, in 98, uh, you know, no no wins, not, not, but you guys didn't place well again after winning a championship in 97. And then all of a sudden, this is you, yeah, you know, uh, this is you, pare, as, as, as Coach San, Sani would say. You're suddenly with the Elo Elo Volts um, in the NBA. What's the story? Everyone wants to know. Okay, Mega Volts. Okay, there's a lot of. Funny stories out there, and a lot of people have said some things that I was like, "That's not the truth at all." But, uh, anyways, so here's the story. Uh, anyways, we got another hour. I no, was just kidding. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we do. <laughs> okay, so I, I, um, when I went to Hinebra, uh, you know, my contract was pretty good. I'm not complaining at all. But on my renewal after two years, um, coach. Jaworski said, you know, Vince, you're playing very well. I'm not going to discredit you. You're doing amazing. Um, and this is the time, uh, you know, uh, Joe Lass signed a big contract. Uh, Cariasso signed a big one. And uh, Summon Kabahook signed a big one. So all these guards, shooting guards, were making really big amounts. Um, but Coach Jaworski asked me if it's possible because he needs some budget to clear some budget to go after – you know, a center and a, and a point guard, right? So, you know, he, and his question to me was, do you want to win? And I said, absolutely, coach, I want to win. Um, so he goes, if you can do me this favor, I'll give you, a, you know, a small little increase. Uh, but, uh, you know, you do well personally and the team does well. 
uh, and you do, do those two things, I will negotiate your contract personally, uh, even if I have to go all the way up to San Miguel. I said, without even thinking, I said, go, let's do it. I, I will work double hard. I want our team to win. So that's what happened. Um, the times that, you know, you go back to that mythical five picture, all those guys are making a huge amount. I was making not even half probably of what they were making. So, you know, again, I wasn't complaining. I was getting a lot of money anyways from the endorsements and all that stuff. But basketball wise, you know, there was kind of a disparity. So, you know, I was in the back of my mind, work hard, do well individually, make the team win. Things are going to good are going to happen. So fast forward, uh, now we're getting into uh, uh, 98. This is sort of the middle of it. Um, you know, basically, I could hear certain things in the back uh, that, you know, I'm going to get an offer, but this time the offer is not going to come from Coach Jaworski. It's going to come hmm. from La Tundena and, and San Miguel. I go, okay, so I'll wait. So I waited, 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 and... To make a long story short, again, I'm trying to be as concise as I can because I really could keep you here for an hour. Um, <laughs> I, I said, I, I just want to have the offer in writing. And, uh, you, know, I, you know, that's it. I want to have it as something official. And right after that, that's when the whole thing where, you know, where Coach Jaworski resigned, right? Mm. And then the same breath, Doda resigned, right? So I was like, wow, uh, here's the guy who was going to personally negotiate my contract, which was super under, right, compared to those other guys. Now he's, you know, resigned and gone. He's senator already. So, again, he's got bigger and better things to do anyways. And now they kind of broke up the family, you know, because that's our tata and this is my brother, like my best friend, right? So I was thinking, what's going on here? So, uh that made me think, you know, I got to keep my options open. So I definitely did that. So what I did, first of all, is I went to, I went back to PBI. I went to Commissioner Bernardino. And I said, you know, I haven't received an official written offer. And he hooked me up um, at that time to go meet with uh, the owner of Santa Lucia, which was XC Robles. Mm -hmm. Super, super nice guy. And Buddy Encarnado. And, you know, they met me, they're so gracious. And I showed them something that I had received from the ABS-CBN MBA group. And it was quite substantial. And I said, if you guys can match this, I'm staying in the PBA. And uh, I'll never forget the words of Buddy Encarnado when he said, Vince, if I give you the same terms that you're going to get in this contract with our, you know, here at San Lucia, You'll have my job too. <laughs> so, so, so I said, so is this a good offer? He goes, it's a very good offer and you'd be a fool not to take it. So that kind of made up my mind for me because I tried. I tried to stay in the PB. I tried to stay in Hanebra, but, you know, it just wasn't aligned. The stars stopped being aligned. And then other factors also came in. I was already with ABS at the time for my TV show for um, Sports Unlimited. So, yeah, so they were the ones really pushing it, and they came out with that offer that was, they knew it was bigger than the PBA's salary cap, and they guaranteed this, that, and I said, okay, so now I have this official written offer, which I didn't get from the other team. Let's go. That's how it happened. In a nutshell, of course, there was some other 
uh, curves in the road, but uh, you know, that's, that's basically it. But I always made sure um, this has always been, I guess you could say my style, don't burn your bridges. And I didn't, mm-hmm. um, I actually met with um, Mr. Kwanko, uh and I, I just basically wanted to tell him, you know, I, I'm not leaving because of any bad terms or any bad things that happen. I, I, I'm just leaving at this point because this offer is just, you know, too big to turn down. And uh, yeah. So again, I went, I look at it like this. I went from being sort of an underpaid in a sense, uh, you know, mythical five guy to getting at that point, the highest, biggest contract in, in, in the, mm-hmm. in the country. And actually it was even bigger than most people understand, but and I don't like to get in numbers. You can Google it, but yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty <laughs> substantial. And um, yeah. I, and it, it shows you that, even after my MBA days were over, I was still invited to come back and play with San Miguel for the All-Stars. So I, I really didn't burn those bridges and I made right, sure right. that you know, everybody happy, everybody friends. Um, because it's a small world, especially even, you know, basketball world. Not a lot of, uh, uh, you know, a lot of big mm-hmm. players. But, you know, I super respect, you know, of course, the San Miguel group. And, and I have to mention, a special shout out to boss uh, Exi Robles for, Really mm-hmm. taking the time to you know meet with me. I mean, how many times do you get to meet with the owners of PBA teams? It's pretty rare, but he really made the time. So, you know, I super appreciate that too. Yeah, NBA obviously wanted to market you as the face of the league, one of the faces mm-hmm. of the league. So they 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 made sure you were on these posters you know, mm. on the right side and all of that. But you know, so, so two years here there in the in the maybe you you were there was some time you lost you missed some time as well when you were with Iloilo, yeah. uh, Vince. It, it, it was, uh, uh, there's just so much happening. And I, I think, in, I, I look back and I say in one way, I kind of overextended myself in the sense that I was still trying to do the TV show at the same time as playing. But the, mm-hmm. the traveling because, or the Ilo Ilo Megavolts was taking me time away. And they actually changed the format of the TV show, the Sports Unlimited. And it went from being a studio-based uh, shooting or recording to being everywhere else. So I would be in certain places like there. I'll never forget. There was one particular um, day where I had to do a shoot in Laguna and I had to be out there by sunrise. So I left my house at like three o'clock. Right. I went out, I did shooting the entire day. We're supposed to end at 12 and you know how things go. Something always happens. You're always delayed or whatever. So end up leaving probably around two, two thirty. Came flying back. I think I broke every speed law along SLEX. And I, we had practice at 5 o'clock at um, uh, FEU. And, and I got there. And, I, you know, everybody looking at me, they're like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, I'm tired. <laughs> I've, been, I've been up since 3 o'clock in the morning. Been shooting some, from 6 to like 1 and then 1.30. And then I just put on the afterburners to get here. So, I mean, it, I don't think it helped me. I think it maybe even hurt me. That's why I ended up stopped doing. I stopped doing the show, but prior to that, I ended up getting an injury, so I ended up having a surgery on my um, my foot, and you know. But I came back from that pretty quickly. But then I had a bad um, accident, and I'll say it that way: such an accident, maybe, um, where <laughs> in a game I was uh, upended and I landed on my shoulder, and this was the bad one. This, this actually was, was really bad. Um, uh, the doctor said it's probably the worst um, shoulder injury he's seen, uh, even way 
worse than even Samboy. You know, Samboy's most uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This- I said his was bad. Mine was worse because my bone here was like in seven pieces, and my shoulder literally was down here. So they literally yeah. had to like bring it back up, shove it in there, and tie it off, and so many other things. So uh, it was a long road to get back from that, um, but I did. So that's why I kind of, I kind of, in some senses, feel bad. I wish things could have been different. I wish I would have been healthier, and all those things would have been different. Uh-huh. We, had a, we had a great squad, Megavolts, man. We were, we were balling. But you know, yeah. I just couldn't help. I never was. I don't think, except maybe for like the first five or six games, I never was healthy, hundred percent when I when I played there. Right, right. And you guys, the fans loved you guys because you you had you had, you had you, Joey Santa Maria, the Dominic Uy, uh, Judge Primero, and all these guys. And so the fans were like, "Ooh, yeah." <laughs> Aside from good players, and the most right. guapo, Don Polistico. <laughs> the late, the late Dong Polistico. That's right, right. Yeah. No, but then, but it was great also for you to be there in the NBA because you got an opportunity to play for the national team while you were with yeah. the NBA. You play yeah. on the on the Sea uh, Games squad. You win a medal, Jones Cup. You don't win because you get into a big fight, a big brawl, which is all over internet if you look at it. Uh, you know, and so that never ended. Oh, the, the, late, the late Joey Mente is in, was in the middle of all of that, of course. So, yeah. so lots of experiences. So you didn't get to play too much in the league itself, but then you get to play for the RPT, man. Like how, you know, I'm sure you, that was a, that was fun too. Is that the next photo? What's the next photo, Carla? Can we can we move on? Yeah, yeah. there you Here. go, Philippine team. There you go. Yeah. There you go. So yeah, we had a good time there. Um, you know, again, uh, our coach at the time was Boise Zamar, who was my teammate before in Burger Machine. Now he's Burger Machine, yeah. Uh, yeah, we, we really had a, a, I think, a very solid squad. We had a Duco <laughs> there. Yeah, is that Chito Victorero on the front yes, row? Yes. Yeah, front left, yeah. We got Chris Collagio. Those are the stars, man. Robin Padilla. Or Robin, uh, Padilla. Um, Oni Padilla. Oni, Oni Padilla. Homer Say. Yeah. Um, Andy Rodriguez. Damn it. So many well, guys. Peter Martin. Happy yeah. Martin. We had a squad. Was this for uh, was this for Jones Cup or Sea Games? This is Rick Sona. and Sea Games. Seaba. Sea Games, yeah. Sea Games, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. Because the Jones Cup was really Ilo Ilo Volts, right? Yeah. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. The club. That was Mari. Mari, Mari Kuna. My my uncle. My uncle was the manager of that Ilo Ilo Volts team when they got into the big Jones Cup. So famous. Yeah, they they threw a they threw a water bottle at him. He threw it right back. Yeah, there you go. It was yeah. crazy times. But anyways, that's another story. But yeah, yeah. Chavez, is that the Chavez? That's the Chavez, right? Oh, no, no. Who's? Yeah. Oh, no, no, yes. Chavez. Uh, oh, is it? Uh, okay. Yeah, he's a point guard. Yeah. 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 And then Eddie Laure. These are the best of the best from the NBA are there. No, Adukul, uh, Ferriols, Eddie Laure. Imagine you know, those guys were MVPs. Yeah, we had a squad. Who's the number five guy on the front, uh, Vince? The guy beside Chris Calagio. Five? Ah, uh, I think he played for Proof. I can't remember exactly. Sorry. Uh, from... You can't, you, can't see, you can't identify number five. No, the front. I can't. Yeah. I can't. He looks well, familiar, I, 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 but no. uh, I'm sure sorry. one of the fans will. Yeah, one of the okay. fans can do that for us. Yeah, but anyways, that was such an honor and uh, to, to to play for the you know national team. Uh, you know, representing. The country was uh, something, and you know it, it, that was the time. You know, SBP, you know, everything wasn't super organized. 
in fact, we were, well, I'll just say it. We were kind of dragged into the middle of a, of a turf war. <laughs> One was saying, no, you're playing for us. The other was saying, no, mm -hmm. you're playing for us. And we're like, we just want to play, you know, whatever it is. We want to play for the team. So, again, again, I look at it as, you know, very good experience. Uh, learned a lot um, about how, uh, you know, some things are and some things could be improved, um, even with our NSAs and all that stuff. So, yeah. Right, right, right. You, but you, you got injured in that Jones Cup, the whole the big fight. You got a cut or something. Is it, was that was that yours or Dominic? Who got that was Dominic. Cut? Dominic oh, had the uh, stitches. Of I course, just, Rafa Dinglasan was with you there. The late Rafa Dinglasan. We were talking about guys who've left us already. Yeah. Rafa D. Yeah. Darn the COVID. COVID. Darn COVID. The yeah, In case but, you're yeah. wondering, Patricia, your wife has a message for you. She says that. Uh, your son is playing well so far. Oh, thanks. That's, that's Paulie. Yeah. Paulie's playing, yeah. right? Uh, my son has a – he's uh, 15. He's in a uh, – what they call 8-to-8 team. Um, and uh, it's kind of like a club team. So he's got a game. I, I, I'm missing that so I can be on eternity of basketball. Wow, wow. Okay. Now you're oh, making us feel so guilty. Good eternity <laughs> yeah. of basketball. <laughs> look who's watching. Look who's watching. Coach AV. Huh? He's your idol in basketball and golf. Nice hey. win. Nice win, by the way. Nice win yeah, last night. Water. Yeah. Coach AV. Yeah. Nice, nice interview after post game as well. <laughs> so we talk about national teams. So imagine, so you've done everything in that in that short span of time. You know, you've come to the Philippines, you've played for the yeah. Ateneo, you've you know, you've you won a championship, pure foods, Ginebra, you play for the national team, you win a gold medal. And then next photo, please, Carla. Yeah, you have to explain this, Vince. Yeah. And then you're the centerfold for Cosmopolitan magazine. Yes. How amazing is that? Yeah. I think this is the this is the crowning achievement over all of that. I think. There's what do my, you guys think? My abs. That thing abs. Ab <laughs> <laughs> okay, how did that happen? Actually, Cosmopolitan magazine uh, called me up and they said, "Hey, you won." I said, "Won what?" They said, "You have the most votes for most eligible bachelor." And I said. So what am I supposed to do with that? They're like, oh, well, it's an honor. You should be on our cover and all this stuff. I'm like, uh, uh, maybe. <laughs> so, again, not being on the artsy side of things. I mean, some people are really good at that. I'm kind of shy to do these things. But they said, all right. So I, I just wore the shirt. And, like, in the middle, they're like, can you just open it? I'm like, <laughs> So that's a nervous uh, kind Jeff of. Jeff the shirt. Jeff the shirt. Okay, leave uh, those jeans. Yeah, but hey, the buttons okay. off. Is it? Is it the yeah, button the, off? The buttons off. Okay. Yeah, it is. Oh my gosh, I didn't even notice that. You guys noticed the weirdest <laughs> stuff. It's terrible. <laughs> we yeah. need to scrutinize the photos before we put them on, right? So at least there's my evidence to my kids. One year, a long, long time ago, I had apps. <laughs> <laughs> Sexy daddy. Yeah, well, gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. So, but who I was your girlfriend at this time? Uh, Am I supposed this? to ask that? Can I ask that? Yeah, go ahead. 2002, yes. I think. So, I think this is like right at the tail end of my ex girlfriend. Wow. Right, right. <laughs> girlfriend, <laughs> girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, no, I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna put this on the spot. He, he's yeah. already on the spot. So. Well, my wife's listening anyways, and they're friends, so it would have been Tony LaVista. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, yeah, course. okay. Yeah. Came from you, at least. It came yeah, from you. So we went out for yeah. five years, and then 2002. Yeah. Who hosted this event? She's, she's asking. Patricia was asking who, who hosted this event. It must have been her, oh, that's right? right? My wife was the host of that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, those, so those were the, yeah, those yeah. were the starts of all of that. Yeah. Yeah. She's listening. Patrick, you're listening to everything your husband is saying. Huh? Yeah, sure. Look at my shirt. Does the, uh, I know, I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, Patrick, we haven't seen each other in a long time, by the way. Yeah. That's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but then after idea. you were named Cosmopolitan's number one centerfold, Vince, you went back to the States to, to play pro ball there, right? Uh, yeah. With uh, Pennsylvania. Or did you play first with Red Bull? Red Bull. With Red, Red Bull yeah, first, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Red Bull. So yeah. After, after MBA, I went back to Red Bull, uh, where we won another two championships on an amazing team as well. Um, and after that, then I got the offer to go play for the Pennsylvania Valley Dogs in the USBL. Uh, yo, yo. Yeah. So there's our squad. Look at those guys. Yeah. Uh, so that, I learned so much there, Grabe. Um, the 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 one who. Uh, ran the team was the guy who recruited for Hinebra, Sam Monera. Sam Monera, uh, yeah. Very, very, close, very, very close with Coach Jaworski. So he asked me if I wanted to come back. I said, what the heck? Let's give it a try. And we ended up winning the championship. So technically, we're U.S. national champions of the USBL. Uh, <laughs> that was the rival of the CBA. And mm. then this kind of morphed into the G League. So uh, most of these guys either played in the G League afterwards. Um, some of them came to the PBA for, you know, to be uh, imports and stuff like that. We had Marcus Wheeler. I think he played for Red Bull. Uh, and some other – a lot of these guys played for – these are all NBA guys. Like top left, played for, uh, I think, uh, 76ers. I think the, the guy on the right, White, he played for the Clippers. I mean, all these guys had like 10-day contracts or – or on, so I mean that's the level that it was. It was it was phenomenal. I'm sad in a sense. I caught that, and I, all that learning was at the end of my career. You know, right, if right. I had known half of the stuff I learned, my goodness, it would have been a different story too. But anyway, you, did, you didn't go there alone, right? Didn't you go there with Bong Alvarez? Were you guys together? Yeah, there? I went with my wife, but Bong was okay. there. <laughs> okay, okay, all right, was, all right. Bong and I went together um, and I still I was fielded in first so I'm still technically the first Filipino to play professionally in the US. Bone came in like the next quarter <laughs> so but uh, anyways so yeah it was, it was fun um, again the competition was phenomenal our coach was coach uh, Daryl Dawkins who's the yeah. Double D, yeah. Chocolate, chocolate Thunder he used to break all yeah. the backboards so cool and, and the, again the mindset a lot of these guys we're talking like Inner city LA, inner city New York, you know, these guys are just ballers straight through and they're willing to, you know, go to war <laughs> for, the, for the game. So, again, learned a lot there. This, this was also the time when the basketball shorts were like below the knee line, right? You, you look yeah. at that kid on the left side, yeah. yeah, like three or four inches below the knee line. Yeah. Um, but, did but, you also wear your shorts like that back then? Uh, the two kids on the left are the sons of Sam Monera, by the way, just letting you know. Um, but, but the guy who's holding, by the way, the, the, the banner, the blue shirt, uh, he's one of the scouts for the Denver uh, Nuggets. Uh, okay. That, so, I mean, 
again, so many things that were happening there. But yeah, the, the style was different, obviously. This is uh, mm-hmm. sort of the end one days. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's you know, right. That's right. Street ball, street early, ball. Early 2000s, yeah. Very so, yeah, long shorts. Great times. And I remember this picture. This was in front of our hotel right as we got back. So we took this picture. The dogs. What's up? Oh, but just to let you know, all those uniforms made in the Philippines. <laughs> oh, really? Oh. <laughs> Imported from the Philippines, Palayana. Huh? Imported to Allentown, Pennsylvania. <laughs> well, was that your last uh, experience as a as a as an actual pro player? Was was with Pennsylvania? After that, you retired. Yeah, pretty much. I, I made an attempt to see if I could come back, maybe, but like right in the middle of everything, and I was playing very well. I broke my foot. Uh, I had a fracture, and then I just kind of said to myself, "I'm done. This is it. This is my body starting to say." But you never left. <laughs> but you never left basketball, Vince. I mean, you've always been around. You know, you've, you've uh, mm-hmm. participated in so many different capacities. Aside from being a player, you've become a coach as well. Uh, you've coached in, at the collegiate level, Adamson, Blackwater. You were there as well. We used to chat all the time. You're on the you're on the panel now. Uh, then you even became a commissioner. Of yeah. the field basket, and I, we worked with you there, Vince. Remember, we used to go to that uh, that, that stadium in Marikina and whatever. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and you know, so how was that as, as, as a commissioner? All of a sudden, you're the guy who's policing everybody. Well, again, a different responsibility, totally, and different perspective you have to have because you're looking out for every little technical issue as well. So, from the production side to the game side to the referees to you know, dealing with the LGUs and, and the private companies. I mean, there was just a lot to handle. But uh, I'd like to think we did it pretty well. Um, you know, again, we're a you know, grassroots uh, in, in a non-profit organization. So, again, it was really for a passion project, love of the game. And, uh, you know, we did it, We did our thing. Uh, we had a lot of fun. Um, I, I, I always tell people that I think a lot of the modern-day MPBL uh, that we have with uh, Manny Pacquiao, a lot of the styles that we were doing for FBA or Phil Sports, they kind of adopted into the MPBL. So as far as the production side goes. So, uh, you know, I said, hey, we did something right, obviously. And uh, we had some uh, great success. Right. And, and UP actually won a championship with, uh, with Phil Sports. Yes. And a lot, a lot of them even say, uh, you know, like I was talking to like Mikey Reyes and, and Manuel and those guys. They're like, this is, FBA is where it started. Like that whole mindset that kaya pala, we can do it. It's it's possible. So they said when they won that championship, they're like, hey guys, you know, this is where it starts. You know, you can't just build a house without just putting bricks down first. You got to keep putting on those bricks until you get up to the top. Nice. That's what they did. Now they're, wow, <laughs> amazing. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's right. The Valley Dogs. How was Daryl? Do- can you talk about Daryl Dawkins? Yeah, yeah, I was about to ask. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Daryl Dawkins. I met, I met him twice too, so I, you know he's a fun guy. He was hilarious when he was off the court, but when he steps across the line, he is a different animal. He is super hard, and I'm not saying that in the sometimes the nice way. He'll go right at you. He just will curse at guys and say, what the heck is wrong with you? You got to do better. Da, da, da. And the one thing I will remember about our practices is they would generally put um, garbage cans at the four corners of the court, like outside, of course, but at the four court. 
So I remember that first day I walk out, I'm like, what are these garbage cans for? You got a garbage issue here? He goes, someone's thrown up today. <laughs> so that's how hard he was pushing us. Uh, wow. You know, again, the, the training, the, the, the way that they ran us, the way they made us do sprints, totally different level. Totally. I mean, and I was already, I thought, in pretty decent shape. But after the first day, I literally just went back to the, you know, the room and just crashed. I was like, man, that's hard. <laughs> did, really did he make you play some point guard or, or were you a two, three? Yeah, point and shooting. Um, but our, our, we had this guy, Mook Thomas. These guys are like heroes back in their place in, in, in Brooklyn and, um, you know, in New York. So these guys are amazing one-on-one uh, -on -one guys. So, you know, again, I, I went back to what I did best was just make my shots off the kickoff. And when you got guards like that, I mean, yeah, they're going to get you the ball. And, you know, these are all guys who played at Georgetown, Kansas, Temple. I mean, huge schools, Rutgers. I mean, not, not small schools. So, um, you know, uh, I just felt really honored to be in the presence of them, number one, but to actually compete. And I, I thought I was competing pretty well on the same level when I was in there. Just it, it really a lot of fun. You and you still play. You still play nowadays. You, you go with the uh, former PBA players who, who travel all around the world and all around the country. And then yeah. they, you had this tournament when they brought in the old Pure Foods, Alaska, San Miguel, mm -hmm. and Ginebra guys. And there you are with your boys. Yes, good times. Again, we're getting older, a little slower, but we're still having fun together. I mean, again, the chemistry. That just shows you about uh, you know what we had. I mean, all these guys I consider as really good friends. And uh, you know, we still contact each other if we need anything or whatever. So, again, that just shows you the brotherhood. Uh, sort of, I'm going to say in a certain sense of fraternity, but not really a fraternity, uh, mm -hmm. to have, uh, you know, it's like a family. It's really a family. So, you know, I still talk to these guys regularly. And everyone's in good shape, at least in that photo. You know, yeah. wala pa, wala pa lumaki, pa ng lahat, yeah, actually. Yeah. The wonders of Photoshop. <laughs> <laughs> Even Mano Sani looking uh, young and sprightly there. Yeah. Or or maybe you're all holding your breath here. Uh, you yeah, know. we always say uh, <laughs> stomach, stomach out, in. chest in, in reverse. <laughs> <laughs> you know, someone was asking earlier uh, for you to, to recount again uh, the story about the, the Hinebra guy with the tattoos that you told us during the Usapang Jawo yeah. episode. But, you know, you, you've told that story before, but, you know, one minute just to just to just tell the new viewers right. you for the first time yeah this is where i realized how almost cultish the fans of never are uh we were in a trip uh, i don't exactly even remember i think it was like I, I think that's what pops in my mind where we were what's that we were on a bus and uh the team was traveling along you know how it is there's a kind of a little motorcade sometimes there's a little you know, motorcycle guy in front and all that stuff and we had banners on the side of the bus and all that and uh, I'll never forget, there was a guy who just basically stopped our bus. And he had just, you know, he had a Hanebra bottle. I won't say how much was in it, but he had some in it. And he stopped <laughs> in front and just pounded it. Just, just, just finished it. They threw the bottle, grass, glass everywhere. And then like the Hulk, he takes his shirt and he just rips it off. Right? And he's got tattoos all the way. From arm to arm, and it's a Jaworski forever. 
in tattoos. And he's like this. And I was just like, either this guy's psycho or <laughs> he really <laughs> likes <laughs> That was crazy. I was like, whoa. If that yes. happened now, for sure you guys would have had your cell phones and you're taking this guy. That would yeah, have been great yeah. to capture that shot, right? Well, we didn't have Tony Liu with us at that time. so. <laughs> <laughs> but he could have been there because he was around. No he had been around for a long time. So. No means to take that picture. But that, that for me was like, holy mackerel. This is... This is super next level. I mean, how many so, times so that's why I guess it's crazy when you put on this jersey until now, right? When it says Hinebra. It's like you have an S on your on your chest somehow. Right. You guys are all Superman, right? Yeah, you're right. You're yeah. right. Coach Sonny that went down from the bus to talk to the guy, right? If I remember correctly. Yeah, I think so. But I was like freaking out. Man. I was like, this guy's drunk and he's got glass all over the ground. And... <laughs> I'm staying here. <laughs> yeah, but those guys would kill. You know, that that's how strong the the attraction and the fandom is for for Coach Sunny because yeah. they, they'll kill for him. They'll they'll defend. They're rabid. You know, even on our page, you know, anything that they perceive as a slight to Coach Sunny, they're gonna get pissed. They're pissed at us too, as the host of the show. How can you allow this gift to say that about Coach Sunny? Hey, come on. We asked him a question. He answered. It's not like we provoked the guy to say it, but you know, so they get they get upset. Did I ever tell you about the gun that was in the locker room once? I know I'm going. Let's spill the beans. So here we go. Go, go, go. Yeah. All right. So we're at a game. This is in Cuneta. This is a long time ago. So I guess the what do you call it? The 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 the, the, the length of time for prosecution is is, is is gone. No, but okay. So we're at a game. We're in Cuneta, and like I got. I think somebody like whacked me with an elbow or something. And then like another time somebody hit me and you know, everybody was going nuts and all that stuff. So anyway, halftime I go into the locker room. This is in Cuneta and some guy who I'd actually had never met. I don't even know who he was. I think maybe he's somebody's somebody. I don't know. Right. I don't uh -huh. know. Who he, was. he comes to me and he pulls out a gun. He goes, if you want, I'll get him back. And I just looked at him like, no, 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 no. <laughs> he was serious, too. I'm like, no, no, we don't have to kill anybody for <laughs> the game today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, so many thoughts going through my mind. Like, how the heck did you get a gun in my locker room? <laughs> but that's how crazy Koneata can be, you know? So. Yeah, yeah. Security there was, you know, left much to be desired. But did you report uh, that to the, to the league? Walk away, <laughs> just walk away. <laughs> just you never told you never told the uh, security about it. Uh, I told Coach. I don't know who he told. I was like, oh, "You guys gotta go." Wow, man, that that would not have been commensurate. You know, an elbow yeah. and then a gun. Yeah, that's that's not. Yeah, no, I can give him my elbow instead. Uh, yeah, be yeah, good. that's right. You just hit him back in the second half, right? I mean, for me, I mean, those two stories for me just show you the the, the depth. Of the 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 love, <laughs> almost to uh, over uh, point uh, yeah, yeah. that these guys would go amazing. Uh, <laughs> well, who does that? Right? <laughs> I mean, exactly, exactly. I mean, if I didn't see it, I wouldn't even believe that it happened. But I was right there. <laughs> you were right there, exactly. Let's look at the last photo. I think uh, for for our time capsule for this episode. So you Good. crossed over, as we said. You're on the. This is taken by. This is your camera, if I'm not mistaken, Vince. Yeah. You, you handed it over to one of our guys. 
This is prior to one of our games. So you're still there. You know, you're still involved. Now you're you're critiquing and then uh, analyzing what goes on during the games. We work together at times, even in the bubble. Remember, we had some nice games in the bubble when we were in full PPE and all of that with our masks and and and, uh, and uh, what you call that the shields on. But uh, how different is this? I mean, is, is it? There's no pressure at all, right? When you're when you're calling the game. Um, well, there's a certain pressure because you, I mean, you, you want to have a good, uh, you know, communication. I mean, right energy and all that stuff when you when you have uh, games and you're trying to give a real story. I mean, you're not just trying to like say, you know, X O this guy goes here, that guy's that. I mean, even though I'm considered as an analyst, you know, sometimes I overstep my bounds and sort of overshare maybe and i i kind of i always tell you i'm sorry if i'm oversharing right when we're working together but you know i i just feel that you know a lot of people want to hear the story as well um they want to see how you know uh, maybe an ex-pro uh would break down things and that's kind of what i bring to the table i have fun doing it i enjoy it it's a lot mm -hmm. of fun yeah. keeps me that's close weird. to the game uh keeps me close to the league um uh, i'm you know constantly learning how delivery and all these things are are done as well and uh, you know i get to get the best seats in the house i'm right there in front you to watch these games right, so right. a lot of a lot of good times and um you know uh, you know I, I just look at it as a, as a as a blessing uh you know i'm not playing the game anymore but i, I still get to talk about it a lot right, right well which player today in the pba vince reminds you most of yourself questions um oh geez i i see a little bit of me in a couple different guys but you know uh i mean i'm not saying anything but uh let's see here. <laughs> well okay uh let's see when i think of shooting uh i, I think of lassiter i think we're kind of similar in mm -hmm, that yeah we just look for those outside shots. Uh, we both try to really extend the defense because our bigs are really good. In his case, Junma. So what he does is he just makes the defense say, who do we guard, <laughs> right? And that's kind of exactly what I did. He would, um, uh, you know, he makes the defense come out and when they do, dump it down to Junma, single coverage, Junma does his thing, MVP. Right. So uh, for me, uh, I, I love the way uh, he looks for those shots. Um, who else? The other one I was thinking. Anyways, yeah, I'm trying to there. think of. Yeah, I'm trying to think of who are the knockdown shooters in today's PBA. Outside of Lasseter, and having a hard time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's kind of what I did. That's all I really did. I mean, and I always tell guys. I mean, if you look at me, I was never the most athletic. I never jumped. Highest or ran the fastest, but I had a skill. My skill was just knocking down shots, and when I did that, I really helped the team. I thought, and you know, like you mentioned at the top of the telecast, um, uh, Takuna, I, I learned how to go farther and farther away, and that really just messed up the other team's defense because they're like, now what? <laughs> <laughs> like five, you know, four or five steps behind the three-point line, you know, defense comes out too far, make one move, I'm right by them. And it, but it's all predicated on me making the shot first because if I don't make that shot, they don't come out. So, again, the skill of shooting helped me to do other things. So, that's right, it. Right. Awesome. 
So you had a nice PBA career, uh, 305 games in seven seasons for three PBA franchises, almost 10 points a game, and three assists. So not just a gunner, he was passing the ball as well. People tend to forget that he was doing that. That was time, that was time capsule brought to us by Fitbit. Feel the power. Check out Fitbit.com for all their products and all the services that Fitbit can provide for you. So, ganda na kwentuhan natin si Da. Ano mga pahabol question? Yeah. What's your someone asked in the in the comment box, uh, what's your most memorable what's the most memorable game that you've covered as an analyst? Oh, wow. Uh, that triple overtime we did? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Some of those Anyways, um, you know, there's so many. I, it's hard right. to name one. I mean, right. so many. Uh, you know, I, I generally like the, the championship games more. I love the pressure. It brings me back to where I was. And you're in the middle of all of that. And, you know, I, I just like to see certain things like that. Um, you know, I got to cover the, 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 I think, one of the greatest comebacks ever, uh, the San Miguel, Alaska thing. Uh, you know, I was, like, amazed at, you know, I thought for sure that's an Alaska championship. And then, right, right. boom, here comes San Miguel, <laughs> like, from nowhere to winning it. So, I mean... Again, covering those types of games has just been amazing. Um, got to let's see a lot of uh, great imports and uh, learn from them. And uh, um, you know, I'm still studying styles. I still don't totally understand sometimes the way we train now compared to my my day. I mean, they're doing all kinds of funny things now, but my day just shoot, <laughs> shoot, and shoot again. And that's it, and uh, that's kind of what we did. But again, the modern game is is uh, is ever evolving i think it's a lot more athletic not as rugged but it's a lot more uh, you know, athletic These guys are jumping higher and running faster and all those things so again it's just a different time and uh, my time was fun and i enjoyed it a lot and uh, i guess i'm biased but uh, i think those were the finest times <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. okay a lot of people say that no i'm good uh, okay Gana. you're good huh? yeah the story is good we, we we have to enter our segments our regular segments now Vince, before we let you go i know you have something this afternoon so wow. we'll go into what we call the i'm playing a game in Julianas cavite so oh, wow. yeah, cavite so... in a couple hours <laughs> this is with uh with other former pros yeah legends uh alan right. uh, nice nice have fun get ready with those uh you got to sign some autographs later on twilight zone let's enter the twilight zone carla The Twilight Zone means we are in the last part of our show. And the first part of Twilight Zone is X's or O's, brought to us by Hindelabanstore.com. Check them out on Lazada, Shopee, and Hindelabanstore.com for their products like Adlai Flour and Coffee. Okay, X's or O's, I'm going to give you some choices, Vince. You know how this goes. And you just tell me okay. which one is your choice. You don't have to explain why, why you chose that way. Just tell me which one is your choice. And I know you, Vince. You're not the type who's going to say it's a tie. You have to choose. You're okay, it's time. <laughs> number one, number one, Wilmer Ong or EJ File? Oh, jeez. Um, <laughs> First one, palang yan, huh? a lot. Because huh. they're both my friends. They're both going to be mad at me. For... <laughs> I like XO. <laughs> We drinking? No, <laughs> Wilmer. Oh, man. I'll just say EJ because you, you really can't find a seven footer around except for EJ. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, Marlou. Marlou and Jerry Cordonera. Oh, sorry, sorry. Okay, you're explaining. You're explaining. No, it's good. It's good. Go ahead. Uh, Marlou or Jerry Cordonera? Uh, Marlou, because he's taller. 
But Jerry, because he's a good friend. I don't know. Marlo. <laughs> That's a tie, man. Okay, Marlo. But you said Marlo. Noli Luxin or Alvin Patrimonio? Noli. Because he's my Noli. friend. But <laughs> you can but give so me the heart. Yeah, no. I mean, I'll say one-on-one. If those two were not it, that would be a phenomenal one-on-one back in the day. I would yeah, have They should have brought back those one-on-ones during their time. Bal David Olsen Rasela. Bal. Bal. The Flash, okay. man. See the Hinebra. Obviously, there's a, there's a leaning towards Hinebra. Okay. JV Gayoso or Bennett Palad? Uh, Daddy's Angel. Daddy's Angel. Okay. That's <laughs> JV. <laughs> Benny Cheng or Maki De Hoya? Uh, God, wait, they're both great defensive guys, eh? Mm-hmm. Uh, but Benny guarded more <clears throat> three men. Benito. Benito, okay. Okay. Uh, Reggie Fox, Derek Rucker, or Fred Cofield? Ooh, okay. Fox, no. Rucker, that's the Australian guy. He was really good. Mm. Cofield, just because Cofield. I, I, that funky BJ Simone yeah. that he had. <laughs> no one here, yeah. Or it was popular. Henry James or Chris King? King. Henry James yeah. could shoot the universe of the ball, but Chris King, that's a that's a baller, man. Okay. That's a winner. Follow it up time. with Chris King or Kenny Redfield. Chris King. Chris King. Chris King Paren. Chris King Paren. Okay. That's close to I probably know your answer here, but I just want to hear it. Chot Reyes, Sonny Jaworski, or Yang Yao. Uh here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it's an extra. <laughs> I see now. Uh, again, I'll say Coach Jaworski. Yeah, uh, of course. Greatest, my greatest improvements happened under him. So, and he gave me my big chance. Okay. Pido Harenzo or Frankie Lim? Oh man, here we go again. <laughs> Both funny guys, man. Are you talking about comedy hour or basketball? <laughs> I don't know. You, however, you appreciate the choice. Uh. I'll say Pido. Teammate. Pido, okay. And... Dennis Edwards or Leon Trimingham? Ooh. Edwards is a baller, too. Trimingham could jump. Uh... Trimingham. One dunk Trimingham. contest, right? Yep. Okay. Neon PBA Leon. PBA? Huh? PBA, MBA. PBA, of course. PBA. No doubt so... about that one. Oh, yung mga kasamahan mo, Joey Santa Maria or Dominic Uy? Here we go. Why are you doing this to me? Come on, man. Come on. This is the part. He's so relaxed throughout the show. Now he's getting tense. Okay. Both my, uh, you know, uh, very good. Okay, friends. okay. Let's give it a tie for those two guys. Okay. Guarding Alan Kaidik or guarding Samboy Lim? Harder? I'll say Samboy. 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 Okay. Because, uh, you know, when I caught Alan, he was kind of in his latter years. So he wasn't as mobile. And I was kind of at the peak of my mobility. Okay. But I wouldn't have known how he was maybe 10 years earlier. You know, okay. when he was like super balling out in, in uh, Tivoli and Presto and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Tony Lang or Sean Lampley? Tony Lang, man. That's Tony my Lang. boy. And Tony. Lordy or Junti? Lordy is so much Okay, so it's Lordy. Lordy over Judy. Okay. 
Uh, or am I answering for you? Devon Harp or Mick Penisi? <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, they're both my boys, obviously. I used to hang out with them. One, I have to speak like Australian English, but uh, hmm. Mick's just fun. Uh, Mick. Mick, okay. Mick, Mick. So Mick Penisi, okay. Yeah, he's crazy, the guy. 2001 Commissioner's Cup or 2002 Commissioner's Cup? Both championships. Uh, one. One, 2001. Okay. Nelson or Noli? Again, friends. <laughs> <laughs> They're all your friends, man. Exactly. Uh, uh, Noli is my teammate. Longer. Okay. So Noli pa rin talaga. Willie Miller or Ato Agustin? Ooh. Willie. Uh, Willie. Willie's a baller, man. I, I, yeah. I grew to respect Willie so much when I had to guard him every day at Red Bull. Uh-huh. And I was getting old, and I'm like, this guy's. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, he was speaking during that time. Okay, this, yeah. these two guys next. Homer Se or Jay Mendoza? Jay Mendoza. <laughs> there's, a, there's, a, there's a funny guy. Yeah, Jay's coach, funny. being a coach, being a commissioner, being a broadcaster. Oh. Player. <laughs> <laughs> not included. Not included. <laughs> you had to check too. Uh, I like being a broadcaster, actually. I, I don't have to take care of the players. I think, I think that's the least pressure among the three. So, yeah, probably. <laughs> I, I, I thought you're going to choose. Okay, Teddy DiMayuga, Ber Navarro, or Tony Chua? Ber, Ber Navarro was like a father yeah. figure to me at uh, Latudena. Okay, and then the last one. Please show the photo, uh, Carla. Aiko, Carmina, or Rufa? <laughs> You did mention one of them earlier. You almost got into a, a, a movie with her, right? So I don't know if you'll choose her. Yeah. yeah. The, the fourth one. There's no Patricia in the photo. So. Look at that hair, though, man. Wow. Yeah. You got to love That's it, nice. right? I think they were using Pert. <laughs> so who will it be? Who will it be? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Any of the above. Any of the above. <laughs> or no. <laughs> Uh, I'm not That's X's or O's for this episode, episode 161 <laughs> of Eternity of Basketball. We will leave that hanging because you know it seems either of the three will do. That's X's or O's. Okay, Sid, how about you? Your question first uh, before we go to the okay. last one. Okay, yeah. Okay, my question, Vince. Still not sponsored. So if anyone's interested, please just uh, drop us a message. Uh, if you could have dinner with any basketball player, Past or present, living or dead, uh, who would it be and why? Oh wow! Um, hmm. Past or okay, for sure, I would have to go with uh, Michael, MJ, Michael Jordan. Um, okay, yeah, just because I mean, never met him. <laughs> Number one, I'd love to pick his brain. Uh, he's very similar to me now. We both have. Very keen interest in golf as well after basketball. So I'd like to know what, what his things are on his mind because he's also, you know, obviously a team owner now too. So he sees the game in a totally different light. I just, I'd love to pick his brain. I, I love, um, one of my favorite things is to get into the minds of people, uh, especially like the elite athletes. I love seeing what's in there. And it doesn't matter what sport, a lot of times, like mm -hmm. I could be talking to like the number one 
Formula One driver, for example, who I got to meet, or got to meet, um, Gutart, right? Or you know, the best equestrian or the best volleyball or whatever sport. I just love talking to those upper echelon guys because they're just different. The way they process things is just different. Yeah. Right. So MJ. 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 Good, okay. good answer. Good answer. That's the guy. Always a good answer when it's MJ. All right. Then our last one uh, for this before we go into the greetings portion is what we call our seriosong tanong. Uh, brought to us by Serioso Chili Garlic, delicious, aromatic, and crispy chili garlic bits in pure coconut oil made with naturally locally sourced ingredients. No preservatives, no artificial flavorings, no salt. Ito ang chili garlic na seryosong maanghang. At kaya kayo paglaban. Di ka gaya ng ex mo. Uh, di ba? Feel na feel ni, ano yan, eh, ni Noel pag binabasa niya. Seryosong tanong. This is our serious question for you, Mr. Vince Hison. If, if Dodot did not enter the PBA... Would you still have wanted to transfer to Ginebra? Uh, yes. Yes. Because, uh, again, Coach Jaworski had shown an interest in me even before the first draft. So I'll say yes. That's very serious. Mm -hmm. That's the ser <laughs> serious answer to the serious question. What, what the, why, aside from Jaworski, so follow up, serious question. Aside from Jaworski showing interest in you, I'm sure there were other teams who had interest in you as well. Why, why Hinebra? Would it, was it Hinebra? Just really Hinebra? No, he didn't want Alaska. Alaska was, you know, getting there already at the yeah. time. Well, at, again, at the time, Coach, uh, uh, even when I was in Ateneo, um, Coach Trot was the assistant coach for Alaska. So I think I used to, when I wanted to watch PBA games, I would either ask Dodot or I'd ask Trot. And I'd either get my tickets from Hinebra or Alaska. So that was how it was back in those times. But, um, you know, again, w once I started to, you know, really play, you know, because Dodd was also a player. So sometimes even when we were in college, we would, you know, go to some of the trainings of Hinebra and actually got to run, run around the court with them. And, you know, I got to play against all those guys. Even when uh, the, the time when Benji Paras was trying to get over to Hinebra, I was mm -hmm. there, some two scrimmages, and I got my shot blocked by Benji. At least I got it done early, uh, you know, before I got to the pros. <laughs> right. Guy could really fly, obviously. So, um, yeah, uh, that's for me the reason why that, you know, I, I always felt at home when I was with Hanebra. And it wasn't a huge adjustment for me because I, I already understood what they were expecting, uh, the yeah. kind of rugged, uh, you know, go bada bada style, right? And, um, you know, having been welcomed to the, the, the party uh, by uh, Chito Loizaga and Sunny Kabatu making a sandwich out of me. Uh, yeah, so I learned it right away. You got to step up or step off. Yeah. Right. Okay, so it's Hinebra. You still would have gone there. A lot of our players, actually, when we asked them where they would have preferred to transfer, they say Hinebra. A lot of our guests. Okay, so that is, uh, let's enter the last portion. Uh, it's called Hello Porky. This is the greetings, acknowledgement, thank you. Hi, shout out portion, Mr. Hizon. You can say hello to everyone right now. Okay, hello everyone. Goodbye. That's it? No, uh, no. I got a few friends who uh, you know I'd like to greet. Of course, uh, I got a good friend Ray Bayan, good guy. He's uh, definitely been a great supporter uh, throughout the, you know, the years, and actually we play a little golf as well. Uh, I have to greet, of course, the the two Patricias in my life. Of course, my wife. Beautiful, lovely. Thank you for watching, and I hope our son uh, won the game. 
uh, and uh, Patricia Cabral, who I saw there in the message. Uh, uh, and, yeah, she's uh, her her family took super good care of me, and uh, I they're like family to me. Uh, so hi to mom and dad. Uh, you guys are awesome. Uh, of course, got to say hello uh, to Dada, Vice Mayor, I should say, Vice Mayor Dada now. Uh, he's honorable now, uh, but before he was, <laughs> he was even more honorable. So we're just I'm happy for him, and um, you know, I think he's doing good things in the city of Pasig. So you know, I wish him all the success there. Uh, of course, have to greet uh, Vice Mayor Guillen Sota and Mayor uh, Joy Belmonte for uh, putting up the. The Quezon City Beacons team, which I'm helping. I'm the GM of that team. So uh, it's a professional team. We're in uh, one league now, but uh, we're looking to expand. So, of course, to those very supportive people. Um, and, of course, last but not least, the um, Hinebra faithful. And people have followed me throughout my career. I just appreciate, you know, all the the, the support and, and the prayers, especially, even more than anything else uh, for, for me and for my uh career and uh, everything uh, it's been it's an amazing ride i can't say that it's not been fun it's been a lot of fun there's some challenges but somehow some way we've sort of overcome them all so i uh, appreciate it the continued prayers for you know, of course my, my family and my, my life after basketball playing wise has been amazing so again i appreciate all that and for all the love it's right back at you god bless you and See you again on the other side of eternity. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much. The Principe, El Principe, Vince the Prince, he's on. Sometimes we call him Ben Season. That's a story ben for another day. <laughs> so that's the story of Vince. He's on here on AOB. We finally got him, episode 161. He's the youngest, as far as draftees are concerned, no? 1994 draft, the yeah. bata na sa ating uh, show so far. No? Of course, si, si Boy Beach kasi, ano eh, hindi pala pang solo episode. Very soon, we will have him. So, uh, we'd like to remind everyone, AOV is powered by San Miguel Corporation in cooperation with uh, Hinalaban Farm, Serioso Chili Garlic, and Fitbit. Thank you for that. We are part of the Globally Ballin Network. We'd like to greet our... Uh, AOB family members who celebrated their birthdays this past week, of course, Andy Thompson, Tim Coloso, and Jervis Cole. Yung mga past birthday celebrants natin this past week. And then, uh, shout out to everyone who's been watching. Salamat sa inyong suporta. Always, week to week, you're here for all of us. Mm -hmm. Vince thank the you. Prince, thank you so much. Patrick, thank you so much. People are asking, why not? Why no photo of the proposal? Everybody saw that already. It's okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The t-shirt is there. His details are with me, Vince. I'll send the, I'll send you his details of AC. Look for that jersey. I'll congratulations, AC. Congratulations. Yep. AC Domantay. Marami, sa, marami salamat at uh, congrats sa iyo. So, episode 161 is now in the books. We will announce our next guest. I think if we work it out, I think my excite, especially the older timers, will will love this next episode next week uh, here on the show. So, Vince, marami salamat. I'll see you at the games. God bless everybody. For watching sa araw na ito, please continue supporting AOB. And uh, yes, we have to end. Kahit eternity ito, kailangan may katapusan. <laughs> so, maraming salamat. Ingat po. Kain na po tayo. Maraming salamat. We'll see you next week. Thanks, Carla. Thanks, Aaron. Rest of the Globally Bowling crew. We'll see you guys. Sid, ingat. Thank you. Hey, All right, Vince, ingat. Ha? Enjoy your game later, partner. <laughs>